ladies and gentlemen on the internet. I am the fart that just hangs around on the dance floor in the Cooperage because the band's smoking and they never should have. Gav. And I am that disappointing unicorn inflatable that gets tied around your neck as you stumble through band face. Addy. <laughs> and you're tuned in to the On The Rave podcast. Addy, how's it going? It's going better now that we don't have to use as little technology as possible or any sort of video or anything that might crap out on we. Yeah, it's good to be back. We're, we're to back to basics. basics, Gav. We're back we to basics. We are. We're back to just two guys, two guys in a microphone, no turntables, no fucking cameras, no nothing. No, nothing. Yeah, after the disaster of last time out, we have we we're, have we're, learned. We're sorry. You've had yeah. an apology by now. You're not getting any more. Yeah. Daft codes. <laughs> We've learned. We have learned. We have learned. Um, uh, and not only have we learned, but we have grown because Addy... Guess what? What? We now have a patron. We do that, Gav. We do. We've got a patron. His name is Ollie, and this whole episode is dedicated to Ollie. Um, this is one of the new things that have been introduced on the podcast. We've been telling people we've got a Patreon, and what we're doing for the measly pound of three pound a month, the measly payment of three pound a month. month. Um, you get a whole episode dedicated to you, and you get to pick Raver's choice. choice. So, what's he picked, Gav? Uh, the tune that he has picked, he sent with it via Twitter. Uh, again, thank you very much for contributing and joining big, the rave. Big up, Ollie. Um, the tune he's picked is called Make the Floor Burn. It's by Metric. It's the VIP mix. It's the VIP mix. That's Bang. the one he wants played. So, let's play some tunes for Ollie. Thank you very much, man, for being my first patron. Let's roll on.
there we'll have it. There we'll have it. That was a Woo! bit of Ravas choice. That was metric and that was Let the floor boom. Yeah. Yes, yes. You remembered it. You remembered it. All is good. Um, uh, and as we said, that was picked by Ollie Wood, and Ollie was the first person to donate on our Patreon. Um, uh, and anyone who wants to join the three quid a month, what we call the front right massive, massive, they can come on and they can have a whole episode dedicated to them, and they yeah. get to pick Ravers' choice. Uh-huh. You can also pay more if you want. There's more tiers to come. There's there more are tiers. more tiers if you want to do more things, including going for, picker. Uh, going for a sit down, Greg's with me and Addy or that, Addy. That's a uh, that's. It's premium, the top prize. That's premium content. Yeah, it's the top prize. Sit down, Greg. It's the top prize. With, with our beautiful asses. Yeah, we'll come with you. We'll both wear silly t-shirts or something like you that. You can pick or, breakfast or, <laughs> or lunch. Yeah, you can. You, you can you can pick when we'll go. You know what I mean? Addy will even splash for like a, a posh latte. Oh, maybe. Or something like maybe. that. Like, we'll see what you want. Like, no donuts, though. No, no. No, not going that far. Not spoiling you that good. Um... So yeah, as we say, um, via Patreon, Ollie got in touch with her, and uh, Ollie's been communicating on Twitter, and he's a good guy, and he's doing this charity event that we said that we would mention. We would. Um, it is. A, it's an amazing, amazing cause. Yeah. So um, basically, every month for a year, for an entire year, Ollie's doing a massive swing, uh, swim. swim, not swing. A massive that's a diff- swim. That's a different uh, Patreon altogether. That's what that is. Probably. Swinging every day for him. <laughs> Every Swinging every day. day, yeah. So every month he's going out and doing a cold water swim, um, for charity for in the North Sea, yeah, for St Mary's Hospice, and he's already made a whopping amount of money. And we said that we would mention it to try and see if anyone would mind donating some money to the cause as well. Let's so, get him over a grand. Yeah, we're going to try and push him over the grand. Um, uh, you can get him by going to Just Given and searching for a year of cold water. There you go, and that'll come up. Uh, you can also uh, type in your little taskbar a year of coldwater.com and that'll take you straight there. There you go. That's got its own URL and everything. Just like us on YouTube and all of that banter. You already guess what? What's that gun? Well, we've got another one of those guests. Made it all the way to Baker. Yeah, he found his way here. He went the, went the taxi route this time out, which is fine because Google Maps just points people in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's the mean streets of Baker as well. It's it, a safer option. No, it's the posh bit round here, man. Nice colourful ones with individual gardens and that. It's not the little gnome houses, like <laughs> the two-storey flats that are all weird. you got to go downstairs to go to the bathroom. It's fucking mad. In any case, we're sat in the studio. or in the studio. We're sat in my bedroom. With, uh, with Ames. Ames, how's it going? That's all right, aye. Yeah? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. Nice to see you. Good to have you here. Thank you very much. Um, uh, do you want to tell the listeners, anyone who isn't antiquated to what you do, um, uh, what, what it is you do, what you're known for in Newcastle? I stand on stages and shout at drunk people. Yay! I was always quite good at that as well. Basically. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, over drum and bass. Over other people's drum and bass. Yeah. <laughs> um, some, 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 somebody thinks it's a good idea to give me a microphone and then gives me some beer and then pushes me on a stage and that's what that's what I do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm an MC. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, you've been doing it for a while as well, haven't you? Yeah, quite a while now. Yeah? Quite like, a while. Can you put a number of years on that, even off the top of your head? 16? 16? 15? 16. It's yeah. good numbers. It's good numbers. Yeah, yeah. Roughly. I, like it's all a bit hazy. I'm sure you 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 would like. I'm sure it was like two, like it's 14 for me, and I'm sure I'd seen you, and you were one of the ones I'd seen. And I was like, what? Well, actually, let Geordies do that. <laughs> so, fucking hell! Someone give us some cider and a microphone. Um, which is where I like sort of got got my diligence going. So I would probably would be around about that six, 15, 16 years. Roughly. Yeah. yeah. Were you the same route as me? Was it like house parties first or was it just like literally someone give you one in a club or? No, it was, I did 
I used to do Happy Hardcore for fun with my pals in their bedrooms when we used to listen to like fucking After Dark and Coliseum tapes. Right. And then didn't really do it again for ages and then met loads of kids who were into British hip hop and then started writing raps and then basically came back around to raves. Right. So you sort of went in a funny circle all the way it's around. Right. Yeah. Started like, with raves, like a proper... had a nice little hiatus into some skinny man and roots maneuver and stuff like that and then come back and then, around. Yeah, just like, oh here, you know, you, you can you can do some raps over this hip hop beat and then, then there was like, oh, do you want to come and MC at my drum bass night? Because I, I went to all the drum and bass nights. Do you, do you want to jump on the mic? Uh, okay. And it just kind of, I found that I enjoyed the rave side of it more than I did sort of the five people standing at you judging every other word that you say when you do hip hop and playing to like 10 people. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you go to drum and bass night and you know, pe people are just jumping around and having fun. Yeah. It's a bit it, more, it's a bit more. It's a different crowd. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm not like, cause the, the hip hop scene in Newcastle has been the way it is for ages and there is a thriving hip hop scene here. There are, there's um, some fucking amazing MCs. As there well. are, there are. But I don't think enough people turn out for it. I think you're right. Not and at the all. drum and bass in Newcastle has been such a huge scene Massive, for such a long time. And it just keeps renewing itself and starting again and getting a new audience, which is what seems to... I blame students. You blame students? <laughs> yes. Well, you blame students for the lack of Geordie hip-hop being established? No, just no, for just for like drum and bass. Yeah, you yeah. blame students well, for no, drum and bass? I blame students for a lot of backlash as well until they all fucked off somewhere else. <laughs> well, yeah, that was it as well. Not really, the Red Room's fault. Fuck the, the Red Room. I, I find they're a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Students. Yeah. Yeah, because they fill venues but they don't give a fuck about the music. But also they fill venues when they're here. So you so, can't you can't run raves in the summer. Yeah. Because no students. So some of them don't give a fuck about the music. Yeah. Um you you do find like there is a percentage that do. What what annoys me is the ones that promote a night and then tell you to your face there's no scene here. They go, oh, there's no fucking scene in Newcastle, that's why we're putting on a night. And I'm like, have you been to this night, this night, this night, this night, this night? And they go, never heard of any of those, they're shit. Yeah. And you're like, fucking, you know nothing. And you know that shit because you've definitely been and done your research, mate. Yeah. I'm sorry that no one's but, playing the, yeah. the, the, the particular glitchy type of techno that you want to listen to, so therefore you think the scene's dead. But some but, of uh, the biggest promoters have, been, like, even, you know, Phobia was a student here. Phobia and Piper were both students. Yeah. Yeah. And then... They ran the biggest fucking like, drum bass night up here for donkey's years. Fifteen years. Yeah, donkey's years. Yeah, they did, and smashed it as well. And while all of the other nights sort of came and went, turbulence was the one that had longevity, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, we, I, I, we, we actually talked about this. At, I interviewed Phobia for my radio show. But how uh, we'll talk hey, about that later. We'll, 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 we'll get some plugs in later. I'm not, I'm not going to plug it. Um, we already did. We've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying, oh, the, 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 you know, the fucking. The way to measure a night is can you weather the storm? Mm. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. So, you know, nights that come and go is because they've not been able to weather, like, the down points. They've not been able to get through when they've had a dip in people yeah. coming and, you know, taking those hits. And the way to, for a night to last is to, yeah, you might do 50 fucking people through the door, but can you come back the next month? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Basically. Uh, and eventually, as well, lots of the times in Newcastle, the biggest problems with your venue. Uh, because some t some music can't get into certain venues and yeah. uh, venues being well student accommodation being placed in places around other venues I was like, basically took a big part of the rave scene away from Newcastle. Were you saying I got a taxi across? I was saying to the taxi driver who was whinging about nightlife in Newcastle not being the same as it used to be. Right. We have three nightclubs now, like three legitimate 
nightclubs. I don't count like places that play just fucking Drake all day every day. Yeah. They don't count to me as nightclubs. They glorify bars. Yeah. But like three legitimate nightclubs, whereas 15 years ago we had maybe 15, 20. Yeah. You had Planet Earth, fucking Playrooms, Scotland Yard, Rock Shots, uh, Satellites. Yeah. And all different sizes as well. Yeah. Not just a huge place for a load of people. You had like, you can go with 100 people in there and rock it and just be packed for 100 people. Yeah. Whereas now you, you can't really, there's no fucking... There's nowhere, and there's not even any pubs doing it either. Because no. you could do that at the Telegraph, you could do that at Clear Bar, you mm. could do that at fucking, even King's Manor. I mean, Tanner's oh. to a degree, but... King's now, Manor back in the day. King's Manor raves down there. But there's, there's no pubs that allow underground music anymore either. No. You used to have Goldie playing at fucking Telegraph. Mm. Yeah. Which is like what a twenty-five capacity room? Yeah, didn't, totally. Didn't didn't the drummer bass scene in Newcastle have like what was Egypt's Cottage? Egypt Cottage. Some of yeah, the people oh. that played in that tiny venue. We in had Egypt's we Cottage. had some banging names in there. Yeah, and that was the tiny place next to next to where the ITV studios. There you go. On the same venue as well. Mm. That's a great little venue. Yeah. yeah. Loved Egypt Cottage. Yeah, yeah. There was loads of places, and obviously, as I was hinting before, the Cooperage as well. Yeah. Um, Cooperage. Like, fuck me. Just played such a Cooperage. played mm. like such a big part, and now it's just stood there in ruin, mm. falling apart, and just we to fall down. Yeah. Sad times. But I'll tell you what, we'll swiftly uh, we'll, we'll swiftly <laughs> move, move on. on. Should we actually I'm, ask me some questions? Yeah, we should. Before <laughs> um, bursting into tears over the plate of the Cooperage. <laughs> I told you I'd waffle. Oh, that's uh, that's, that's <laughs> all right. That's all right. People people like the bit of the waffling. No, they're not they're not here for the tunes really. They're here for the waffling. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure. Those two people in Alaska are dying to hear us banter and Jody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, so, yeah. So we were having we we'll have one little quick side note before we get on with the questions. We've just been having a look through some of the analytics of the podcast to work out from where which far end of the planet these people are who are downloading the podcast. And uh, the details it gives you of where they come from is scary. Like yeah. we, we know for a fact that there are forty-seven people downloading the podcast in Australia, but the shout, weirder ones shout out the Aussies. Yeah, yeah, but the weirder ones is that we've got like two people in Alaska, and they like like who are these two people in Alaska? How the fuck did they just read each other? Going, here are these Jordies. <laughs> Do you reckon they just own a kebab shop in Alaska with a fucking Jordan, like a, a signed Emirates shirt yeah. in the window or something like that? Oh. You, it's get... just reminiscent. People are oh, Geordie voices. <laughs> I miss being who? That's it. They'll miss. I hear the rave, but I love Geordie voices. <laughs> Tell them to get in touch. Well, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, lo- if, you are, yeah. if you're in, t- if you're in a foreign country, give us a message. We'll give you a shout out. How about that? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll give Dave the Raven another shout out. He'll he'll be coming up later. Oh, he will Dave's be. Dave's constantly in touch with one now. Constantly in touch. <laughs> give him give him more shout outs, Dave. Want want to read one every show from yeah. you, Dave the Raven? Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> we absolutely love it. Jesus is a biscuit. Um, uh, let's just swiftly move on into the first category. Um, so we normally talk about early influences first. So in the household, who who played the music? What was going on? Who who was your introduction to music? I'd probably say my mum. Your mum. And was it like the radio or did you have CDs or vinyl? Vinyl. Vinyl, nice. Um, so my mum listened to a mixture of good music and terrible music. As, as is. Um, so a lot of Motown on the good side of things, but also stuff like what they fucking called a horrific boy band from like the 60s, 70s. The Osmonds. Oh, oh shit, the Donny Osmonds. Oh, she loved a bit of Donny oh. Osmonds. Crazy Horses though. Crazy Horses. Um, but yeah, so she was like Motown, but also like terrible pop music from that era. The band I hate the most in the world is ABBA, and I think she had every single ABBA album. I, I fucking hate them. You don't, but words cannot describe how much I hate ABBA. Okay, right. Why ABBA? Why why the hatred? Was just, it just because it was played so much when you were younger? Or? No, I just think I just think it's terrible. 
Right. I just it just there's something about it that like picks at my brain where I'm just like I have to turn this off. Yeah, this is me with the Smiths. <laughs> like, I just I can't I can't listen to Morrissey. I just I've just got to turn them off. It's just it's such a waffle. So I, I get where you're coming from. Where there's this that one band where you're just like I just I just don't like it. Yeah. I just don't like it, and it's not just because they're popular. I just I just don't do, like it. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Like. And then my dad listened to like like stuff from Meatloaf and like. What they called like fucking Toto, shit Toto, like, oh. shit like that. Original Toto listeners. Um, but he'd also listen to like Human League and nice. the best record he gave me actually was the Jean Michel Jarre. Nice. Which is which was weird because it wasn't like anything else he had in his collection. He just had one random French techno album. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't not say really it's techno. techno. No, not really techno. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost <laughs> in synchronization. Yeah. It was. Do you know what it was? It wasn't just the synchronization of both of you. It was the tone. It was the disdain. Both of you were like, it's not techno. So yeah, he, he, there was. I was obsessed with that record because it had like a shiny limited edition sticker on it, and it was a copy of. I think it's Oxygen. I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every like all sorts. Of, of music on vinyl really that, that, that they both played my mum played probably more music although my dad was the driver right so, so your mum the, was the DJ no so when we were in the car it was always his music right okay. uh, right, right. Uh, but at home it was it was hers ah right okay so did he have a selection of tapes that were played as you just travelled up and down the yeah you know the usual dad driving tunes like yeah, fucking yeah. the best rock anthems for driving and all yeah, that yeah. kind of shit like the one that stays in there all year round that never comes out yeah. is always the, the, the best of Christmas classics. That yeah. even if it's the even if it's in the middle of the summer and you're driving to Great Yarmouth in the heat, somehow <laughs> somehow it still fucking gets put in the mix. Yeah. Even though it's definitely not Christmas time. Maybe that's where my hatred of Christmas. I'm just talking about what I hate today. Just talking about what I hate. So um, like, so do you think? Do you what think, Gav's hate with Audi and Gav? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you think like? Do you think their love? For records has any, had any sort of influence on you then are you a big collector big collector yeah i've probably got about two to three thousand records roughly. so a fucking massive collector then uh, i mean i've been to smooth's house and he's got yeah like rooms. fucking with he needs like a, a moving van just for his records like yeah. it's, it's insane so hey, no nowhere near like well. nowhere near to like the the extent that some of the sort of older hip-hop heads do um and i thinned out a lot of my collection when every time i move I haven't done in a long time because every time I fucking thin out my collection, I regret it. Mm, yeah. I, sold, I, I used to have every single Tidy Tracks release and I sold them all. And I absolutely still gutted about it to this day. Yeah. Was it just a case of needing the cash or just... That trying, and I was lugging around fucking 3,000 records every time I moved house. And at the time, you know when you're a bit younger and you move house once a year? Yeah. I was just like... It's a fucking... It's a ball I was just like, fuck like, this. Like, worse. I, haven't pl I don't play hard house anymore. I'm going to sell them all. And now, where I don't move every year... And I've got space for them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I fucking wish I had that record back. Yeah. So I don't sell records anymore. Yeah, the ones that get away are sometimes the ones that, f the ones that you like urge for the most. Definitely. Aren't they? Oh, the the ones that you had in that you had in mm. one hand and you went to a party with and it just disappeared, disappeared. <laughs> into, the, into the ether of the house party. It's it's just gone. It could have went into anyone's bag, like fucking hell. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And fucking. People sometimes get a bit precious over their wax as well. Are you precious over yours? Oh, have you got yours ordered? Yeah, well. Well. No. no. I've got them in, I've got them ordered by genre. Right, okay. I do genre. You do genre as well? So like... So is it genre and then alphabetical by artist or just by no, genre? No, so I've got like... Not that far. So for example, say there's like 300 drum and bass records. They start off at like, like early 90s and 
jungle and then they sort of go through to more intelligent then into sort of jump up and then hard step and, and that kind of thing so you've got the genre and then subcategories yeah yeah but it's in like a gradual thing i don't have dividers for each subcategory oh so it's a natural progression yeah yeah <laughs> like to look from one end to the so other like, oh, I want that, what's that fucking jungle like from 1996 i just go to the jungle section and flick through till i find it oh. to like other tunes that sound like it yeah, it's a smart way of doing it. Mm. Like, some people's music collections can end up in a, doing it though. Oh, uh, we've dealt with people. I mean, Mark Archer <laughs> was going on about yeah, his. Yeah. And his are in categories and then alphabetized as well. Wow. And That's dedication. Just, yeah, and he had like a room for. He was moving, moving where he was moving house. He was telling where he was just moving so many of them. You can just imagine someone who's been on the scene as long as he has. And then gets them into the new house, and then has What's to put them re- back in order. Order everything again. Oh, oh, that shit. Yeah, it, it's bad enough. <laughs> it's bad enough. Generalized. There's Gabba. <laughs> there's drum and bass. There's some breakcore. There's loads of eighties pop over there. Yeah, I've got a little eighties pop yeah. uh, shelf. Do you keep it somewhere hidden? Like, like no, 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 they're um, on. It's no, just the no, no, that's what I call hit six. <laughs> My eighties pop is like the second furthest away from the decks because it's the one. I, it's not the one I'd use the least. But like all my dad's cock rock, that's the furthest one away. Is that have you got it there just as sort of like? Well, I just keep kept everything. You kept it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of it's good, really good for sampling, um, and some of it's just like, you know, just occasionally you're just in the mood. I'll play something from. Yeah. Like, that my parents used to play or something. Mm. The nostalgia is amazing. For nostalgia. Yeah. Definitely. What's that? Uh, oh, what an atmosphere. Not Ross Abbott. I, I, love, love, I love Ross Abbott. There you go. Like, <laughs> I, I would play that in every old school DJ set until the end of time. Just squeeze it in. Just, by. just. And it mixes straight in and beats people going, this Ross Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is Ross Abbott. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> Get in. Well, um, of all of this music... Watch out, Detox. Russ Abbott's coming for you. Oh, yeah, we've got, we've got Detox Blokes to do, haven't we? Detox Blokes to do! But in any case, we'll, um, so, of all of the stuff that you were listening to, mm-hmm. is there any one particular track that stood out, stuck, stayed in your mind, and that you'd like to play for all of the listeners on the podcast? No. No? No. The, the reason I chose the track that I did is because it was like I kind of stumbled across a tape, and it was like the best of Michael Jackson. Yeah. And that was when I was like went from kind of casually you know listening to my parents music to being like what the fuck is this i need to own everything that this guy's done like and just played it constantly on my little tape player little white tape um was it the, the cover had like a, a palace in his eyes but it had all the jackson five stuff on it but it also had everything up to th- up to the end of thriller ah right okay so it was like all of that on like a double t- tape pack or yeah. a triple tape pack yeah um, oh, I don't know if it was bootleg or whatever, but I just somehow managed to get it. I don't remember where I got it from. You just got your knuckles on it. But tapes. I was like, I don't tapes know. from tapes from tapes. I was maybe like nine or something. I was just like, right, this is fucking amazing. Sweet. Ten, maybe I don't know. I'm yeah. Not sure. Sweet. So uh, you said it was Michael Jackson. Uh, what Michael Jackson track is it? The track is beat it because the, the the beat on it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's hard to beat. <laughs> they go it. I was too slow. I try to I try to set you up there, Ali. Right at the very end. I don't even through a metaphorical fucking. I, I, pa- I, I did. I, pa- I passed you the ball, didn't I? I, I chucked it towards you. A waft. Uh, I was half looking at all who do. Oh, I know. There's too many distractions in here, man. Cool. Well, um, that was a super long introduction to the podcast. Why I? <laughs> and what well, we'll do is we'll we roll are good for a world record. Dude. We are, yeah. Don, you, 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 you're in trouble here. Like, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna waffle your record away. But for the early influences track section one, 
We're going to play out some Michael Jackson. Beat it. Jackson beating of the seminal album Thriller. Yeah, all the way back. Was that 1982? I believe so. Yeah, if Discogs isn't lying to us again. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, we had our material provided by Ames today. Was it Discogs that you lent on or did you just know? 
Uh, for that one, I knew. You knew? Yeah, look at the eyes smiling. You knew, you knew, you knew. But it's I didn't cute. fill in for the rest of them because I didn't know off the top of my head what the labels were and stuff. No, there's, bit, there's bits and pieces. A lot there. of it I was just pulling out vinyl and going, what the fuck? Yeah. Just, so you, were you one of the ones digging through your collection to try and pick the different ones for different categories? A bit of that. Yeah. There was a bit of that, yeah. I think I, I was the one who got easy out of this because I picked what tunes I wanted to play and then made up the questions to fit it. And <laughs> gave everyone else the question I go on, go on, you pick categories. No, go. questions are good. Just choosing one tune to represent each section is fucking hard. Yeah. Well, we do call we it. Are, like we are saying that we're going to do it again. Yeah. Right. Like a, we, se a separate one where you get to pick different ones yeah, yeah we're, we're coming up to the one year anniversary and we're thinking it's about time that we had a second bash yeah so yeah they're doing another double release get to pick the ones that we didn't get to pick the first Last time out because well, the four lists i've got in the house yeah he's got them all he's got he's got a fucking a saved document of science tracks to play at the end <laughs> yeah in case I, I draw a blank i'm just like science 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 <laughs> that's what i want sweet Let's move into <laughs> section two of the podcast. This is the part where we talk about finding your own feet. So, after all of the records and stuff that were played in the house by your folks and the long car journeys with the tapes that your dad played, yeah. Um, what sort of tunes did you find when it was you that was finding the music? What what, so my, what were your beginnings? My first memory of having owning like a cassette. Right. It was a cassette. That, yeah. that wasn't. Yeah. It was. This is all cassettes at yeah. the time. Was. Um, do you remember when you used to go to fucking service stations and they had like tapes at yes. the front? And you'd be like, you'd be going down the motorway with your mum and dad and you go in to like maybe pick up Mars bar or something and they'd have like cassettes at the front. And the first memory I have of owning a cassette that wasn't anything to do with my parents was this thing called Hits 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 86. Oh, nice! And track one was um, Eric B and Rakim, You've oh, Gotta Have Soul. Nice. Track two was Bomb the Bass, Beat This. Track three was Doctor in the TARDIS um, by the Doctors. Yeah, it's something like that. Da, da, da. It was basically the Doctor Who theme, but yeah. like made into sort of very early breakbeat hardcore. Um, and then there was fucking... What else was on it? S theme from S-Express was on it. Oh, it's a tune. And I was like, this is a whole different fucking kettle yeah. of fish. Like, I, I think probably... I've still got that cassette somewhere, but it's probably worn out how much I played it. I know, I don't know if I could still fucking do it, but at the time I memorised every single lyric to Eric B and Rakim, You've Got to Have Soul. Yeah. And I still say to this day, it is, it was, I nearly picked it for this. Oh. I was so close to picking that record, but I thought Such I could, a tune as well, it right? is a fucking great tune. I was going to, I could have picked any of those four really. Because the four the, ones that you remember from the front Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, on the other side was some horrific fucking, what was it? Sunita was on the other side. It was oh, terrible. There you go. Oh, Sunita. Oh, dear me. Oh, what was it? The tune's called Secret by Sunita. Oh, I don't know that. I showed you a secret. You promised that I'd keep it. Oh, yeah, oh, I remember geez. that one. I showed you a secret. Yeah, so yeah. one side was like pop and the other side was like dance. And it was like the dance side. I was like, this is fucking amazing. So what other, what other bits and pieces were you listening to? Apart from your hit, 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 your six. I mean, I was just fascinated with that because it, it was the Norman Cook version of Eric being Rakim. Right, yeah. So yeah. there was Jackson 5 samples in it, and I was like, what the fuck? And that was the first sort of introduction to sampling. At the same time, I stumbled across uh, an inner city album um, and kind of very different, kind of soulful house almost. Like early, not early house, but like early sort of, I don't know how to describe how you would describe in a city from the from the views of like a sort of 10, 11 year old kid 
never ha- having heard anything like, like that, that before. before yeah. yeah. Um, and I was kind of fascinated by that as well because it was completely electronic. And obviously, my dad played stuff like Human League, which I suppose was. It is electronic, but it's not in the same sort yeah. of same way. It's like two steps of, yeah. further into the electronic kind of mm. world, but you've still got like a female vocal on there and stuff. So I picked Big Fun as well because that inner city cassette was like something completely different again on top of that. It wasn't, I could tell it wasn't like pop. It wasn't like Sunita and Michael Jackson. It was different. And I, I, I used to like read inner notes, like inner sleeves constantly. Yeah, yeah. When I was like a, a kid, like, and then obviously years later down the line, I was like, fucking Kevin Saunderson, holy fuck. Yeah. Kind of thing. And this is before really, you know how good life is like, everybody fucking knows that tune now. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously at the time I was, had absolutely no idea that good life was like an anthem in any way, shape or form. I was like, this is just a cassette that I found and listened to. So Big Fun was the tune. I love yeah. Big Fun. That stuck absolutely. out for me really on that album. Yeah. Uh, so those are why I've picked those two. Really. Yeah, that sound. Well, um, that's two under one. A two under one. Yeah, yeah, it's a wild card. Yeah, it is. It's a sneaky wild card. Sorry, I'm spoiled. Yeah, preemptive air horns. A preemptive one. A preemptive wild card. Did I spoil it? No, that's fine. It's alright. We can roll with that. We can totally roll with that. Why don't we just play those two back to back to back to back to back, or just back to back? Seeing as it's the two tracks, we can play a bit of bomb the bass. What? Beat this. And a bit of uh, inner city, big fun. Yeah, let's do it. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Stereophonic sound. Stereophonic sound. Stereophonic sound for the dumb. 
Well, there you go. The very epitome of two and one. I just. Pow, 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 pow. I'm fucking getting it in a game because yes. I, I, I feel robbed. You feel sorry, robbed. I feel robbed every two and a one. You feel robbed of your oral air horn. Sorry. He feels well done, he's all well air horn. Uh, that was Bomb the Bass um, and a bit of Inner City. Yeah. Good fun. But bo- bo- good fun. Big fun. Go. Big I was just waiting for big fun. Big fun. It's easier to figure out on the microphone when you move your hand away from your mouth. I was just trying to think of having an amusing voice for it. I thought you were just chewing your knuckles. I was there. just going out. Right, sound. Um, let's crack on. And start talking about some rave. It's a rave, rave podcast, apparently. Yeah, let's get so um, Let's, let's get talk it. about some rave. So, specifically, let's talk about your first rave memories. So, do you remember specifically the very first rave that you went to? Yes. Or thereabouts? Yes. yes. The very first one? Yes. Do you remember where it was? Yes. Where was it? <laughs> it was at Newcastle University Student Union. Ah, right. And do you remember who was on? Me. Probably. Probably. Probably? Yeah. Good chance. Right. Um, what was it? So this is a big leap from Bomb the Bass to basically Judgment Day. Yeah. Right, so go all the way from old school to... What, old school? Old, old, old school. So I, after, like, Hits, Hits, Hits 86 and Inner City and all that kind of stuff, started listening to radio. And at that time, dance music was kind of... You had like Out Here Brothers, DeLacy, fucking Baby D, all that kind of... Not... Mm, all that kind of stuff. Play. I had a Dance Mania 94 on cassette. Right. And kind of got into dance music. And then there was a kid at my school that loved the Coliseum. Right. So did you get and, copy tapes? And he used to give me scooter CDs. And he used to give me fucking copies of Coliseum tapes. And I was like, what the fuck is this music? This is insane. Yeah. And like, we became best of pals. And I used to go around at his house. And his, his dad lived with another guy, like, as his flatmate. Yeah. Called, I can't remember his fucking name. And he would like give us buckets and that when we were like 13. He'd be like, oh, do you want a bucket or kid? And all this kind of thing. Get the fuck in. And we ended up, basically I ended up going, like got into sort of happy hardcore. I used to go to Chesley Street Market and buy like scooter CDs and fucking other like happy hardcore CDs. And then I discovered old hits records in the town. Right, yeah. When Smurf still worked there. was it John's shot? John, John, yeah, yeah, yeah. John who ran the old sound system. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, there you go. That's way, way back. Yes, it is. The one oh, is that Granger Granger Street? Mm, it was the one on Newgate Street. But it was oh, fucking it, hell. Yeah. But then I discovered bit the base generator shop as well on Grey Street. Yeah. When it was next door to Key Club, mm-hmm. and th- it was I didn't go there very often. It shut not long after I kind of discovered it. Oh. But we I used to hang around in old hits and just pester Smurf and just be like lag his head basically and just buy judgment day tapes and buy fucking coliseum tapes and then the sunday market as well down on the quayside which you can still buy fucking coliseum, coliseum. Down there, yeah. yeah you can still go down still and get, go and get i went down there and they've got the fucking coliseum 96 on cd and i was like <laughs> what the fuck you'd think the two formats wouldn't compute you know what i mean yeah all, all, the, all the way back then and it's nice to know that all the way back then smith was still getting abused because uh you, know, you have your regular moments where you abuse him on the show, don't yeah, you? Yeah, all, all the time, little blue bell end. <laughs> but I do, yeah, I used to just pester Smurf constantly about tunes and about... And he, obviously, I was in a happy hardcore, so he was obviously, oh, this fucking kid is leaving. <laughs> now leave us alone, playing this fucking shite. We'll have to do a follow-up and trying to find out if Smurf actually remembers all of this. Um, like, we'll and to... we used to do, like, school discos and, like, school parties. 
and what would always get played was Techno Head, I Want to Be a Hippie, yes. yep. Nakatomi, Children of the Night, yep. Yep. QFX Freedom, yep. and fucking um, Monster Sound. Don't watch that. Watch this. It's the Happy Happy Monster Sound. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, like, I'm, 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 who was that? Uh, Madness is the original one. Yeah, but it's on a Scottish label. I was talking to Pegs about it recently, and I've, and I've got it on a white label vinyl, and Pegs was like, oh, it's this by this. Of course, Pegs will know. I want to see it's Gordon Tennant or someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> but those would always get played at the school discos in amongst your fucking, like, the shit that was playing on the radio at the time. 74, 75. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Children of the Night was on. And the, yeah. three, the three ravers were at the front dancing in the old gymnasium. And a bit of Charlie known as a mental Theo. Hardcore oh, yeah. feelings would come on occasionally. And Let Me Be or Valentine would come on. Like, at the school discos. Yeah. And my the same kid that got me into Happy Hardcore, he was, like, knocking out bits here and there. Right. Like, at school. Um, and then, basically, his dad's mate Ross was like you need to go into the judgment day and we'd been buying the tapes anyway so we were like I think we're 14 and we're like fuck it we're going because it was only 14 plus wasn't it did you get a black, black 16 plus? Year 16 and I think we just got in then yeah and it was judgment day presents the resurrection nice neurotech headlined nice double and, nice uh, yeah fucking mental yeah that was I was just like what the fuck is going on yeah, because look like quite a lot of what you would call raggies, but they were all just like, "Ah, oh, we young and what's going on?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" And my pal was just like, "Ah, oh, they're all on pills. Everybody's safe as fuck." Yeah. Um, and I remember dancers on stage vaguely. I don't remember dancers, but it was probably because I was one of these that looked at the it floor. Was, it was like three live PAs on though. It, oh, was, nice. it was like Neurotech Live PA and it was two so, other live PAs. You could probably bring the flyer off. Uh, Neurotech's live dancer would be Rob the Robot. Big up Rob. Rob, um, who, was, Rob who was recently at Hardcore Fighters? Yes. There we go. Get in. Uh, uh, and most of the other dancers were uh, Cheesy Bry and Craig. I vaguely remember, I don't know. Yeah. But I just remember it being really like a lot harder. Yeah. Than your Scooter and your Charlie Lonois and all that kind of so stuff. So this is at Newcastle Uni or not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle Uni. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, if you go online, I bet you can bring up the fucking flyer. And it was like a purple. I collected all the flyers as well. I used to have like every fucking Judgment Day flyer, but I was I never went. And that was the one that I went to. And I was like, this is fucking mental. Right. What the fuck? And I think I was like 14. It's cool that you had a collection of the flyers and you knew about the events so you knew a little bit about the history. It's sort of, it's similar to my story with Res. I'd never been to a Res until the one that was recently. Mm-hmm. But I like went through an old box of flyers and I had Res flyers, like the ones that are just landed into my collection of ones. I actually went to school with the guy that owned Resurrection. I went to school with his son and we went to his house one day. Right. Which was some a fancy farm in the middle of the fucking in the middle of the countryside. And he was like Oh dad fucking James likes Resurrection, and he was like, oh, come with me. And he had, like, tins of beans with res on them instead of Heinz, and he had, like, fucking, like, all these old jackets and fucking, like, white gloves with the Z on them and all this kind of thing. And I was like, holy fuck, this is, yeah. like, the, yeah. the, the holy, holy grail, grail of res stuff. Exactly, and it, like, the, Phil, his son, he I think he runs Creamfields or helps to run Creamfield now. Right. And he was just, at the time, he was like, oh, it's just me dad's rave shit. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. And, like... Tin, uh, like fruit pastels with res res on them and stuff like that and I was like this is fucking insane yeah that's mint that's mint I love a bit I love a bit of like old rave merchandise Ludford the, kid, the, the son's name is Phil Phil Ludford but I can't remember the dad's name but I'm assuming it's Mr Ludford why <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah 
Don't remember what his uh, what his actual first name was. No, no, I, I think because I, like I say, I was just young and I was I think I was the one of the only ones. There was only me and my mate Chris who were really into like hardcore. Who really into into the harder style of music? Yeah, everyone know, else was just like listening to fucking Oasis and shit. Yeah, whatever was on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. And like. Are there any moments that stick out from the first rave? Like, do you remember any particular rough bloke giving you a Raj cuddle? Or to... uh, there was there was a few, but there was a few of those kind of moments. But we were fucking hammered. Yeah, we were like fourteen, and we dusted like a couple of liters of cider before we'd gone in, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And smoked <laughs> loads of buckets of tack. Yeah, <laughs> get in. Oh, just, the levels of class. And I was just like, this is just fucking insane. I was just mortal in this place, surrounded by loads of adults who were just like jumping around like mentalists. Yeah, and I was just like, this is this is, and I just remember it being very loud as well. Yeah, it was very loud, loud. Yeah, John's sound system was a was a beast. We hired it for a school disco once. Really, that yeah. Rattling sound system. We, really we hired it and we put it in a church hall, and we didn't realize that the floor had springboards underneath it. It was just bouncy. So he, like he, the put, the, rooms. he put the yeah exactly like that. He put the sound system at one end of the church hall, and he went, right, fucking, you probably put pound coins on the on the needles. Like yeah. John come with, blue tack down. with blue tack, yeah, yeah. coins on the needles. He went right, lads, have fun, and went to the chip shop. <laughs> we were like, "What the fuck?" Like the records are jumping all over the shop. That was just John's crack, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He like it. He he ran the sound system. I don't I don't really know how much John actually cared for the music. But he like, yeah, but he he was a big part of the. But scene. we told all of our pals, we were like, "This is the Judgment Day sound system." Yeah. Like, and he was he was just like. I'm coming for a Savaloy. Yeah, crack on. <laughs> crack on, Ben. And I was like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, we got loads of fucking J2O. My dad ran a pub at the time and he just bought us like cases and cases of fucking soft drinks and then all of the kids had smuggled in like half bottles of vodka and just pissed people everywhere. And my dad was like, is this what your pals are like? <laughs> Smoking buckets around the back of the church hall and that. Get in. My dad was like, this is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spot on. And what, what would you think if you could look at you now? You know, oh, fuck knows. Yeah, well, that's the one. Sweet, so, so is it? Um, just, just to put in, uh, Monster Sound is by uh, Technotrans. Really? Yeah. I thought, big up Alec. Alec. It's, uh, but Gordon Tennant was on the other side. Right. It's Hyperact, and that's Technotrans and Scott Brown. Right. Ah, there you go. Mine's, one, mine's a one, it's probably a repress, it's a one-sided white vinyl. Yeah, it's on Shoop Records. Shoop. Yeah. Is this one of those um, Tartan cores you called it? Yeah, Tartan yeah. Techno. Tartan Techno. <laughs> there you go, Tartan Techno. Um, right, okay, well... As we do, we normally ask you to pick one song yeah. to play out for all the listeners. So is there one song that you particularly remember from this first rave that stuck? DJ XL Cocaine. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about how this one's a beast. It is, it is a beast. Yeah. I think I heard the sample and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it just kicks right off. I always used to... Um... The PA used to do like a, a different version of it with had a big intro to it and stuff that was I always used to love it. Like, I... The ne- I don't think it ever came out, and I was just like, "Oh, I just want that." <laughs> like the long-winded, long, long-blooded, yeah. full length with the full, version. the full vocal over the, the thing, and it just comes in gradually. It's, l- it's lush, sweet. Well, we'll not be playing that version. We're just going to play the version <laughs> that we predicted. Just not to gonna, crush your dreams. Just to crush Addy. Addy's dreams. But of... just to know, there's a better one. <laughs> if Addy can find it, he might post you a link. But, Took me uh, fucking ages to find this on vinyl, like a good version. A good to have to find a decent like, enough yeah, version to play out. Fucking ages. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's a bit treasured now, isn't it? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, for the listeners of the podcast, for the finding of a, for the first rave memories section, let's play some DJXL. This is cocaine.
There's been DJ XL. That was cocaine being oh, played out. Base Generator Records. There you go. All the way back in 1996. Straight curious out of Newcastle. Qu- curious question mark. Straight out of Newcastle. There we go. Uh, let's roll into section four. This is part of the podcast where we talk about festival fever. So, do you, do you like a bit of a festival? Used to. Used to. Used this to. seems me. I, I can't do it anymore. Nah. Too long in the tooth. You know, it is. I used to love a tent these days. Fucking hate them. <laughs> like, don't want to go anywhere near them. Jimmy Johnson's getting in touch with us. Ah, come, come to this party. We'll pitch a tent. And I'm like, oh, pitch a tent. How close is it to the showers? Yeah, exactly. Is there any actual porcelain for me to use? Like, actual porcelain. So nope. back... No, nope. and uh, the one you're talking about, there might just be a field. Yeah, well, this is it. You've got to, you've got to put up with it for parties and fields. But in any case, so what's your what's your crack with festival? You used to enjoy them when you were younger. Used to go to loads. Yeah. Um, used to go to global gathering religiously, just mainly for the drum and bass and the Carl Cox tent as well. Loved Carl Cox. Always sure have loved Carl Cox. He's the one that's always got away. Never. He's the one that I've never seen. Oh, uh, mate. Honestly, like, if you get a chance. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. There's a few people that have said. There's like a yeah. list of a few people that if you get you know, a chance to see. Them. Cox. Yeah, I've never. I've never seen Cole Cox. I think he played at a bang face, and I just. It might have been the bang face where I slept the, the whole Sunday. You want to get him where he's doing like a four or five hour set though. Like if he's just doing like an hour or something. Yeah. Because he'll just he'll only play like new techno. Yeah. If you get like a four or five hour sort of Carl Cox experience set, like halfway through. Last time I went to see him, he did like 45 minutes of old school hardcore and MC'd over the top. And oh. I, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This, was, this is everything I want in my life right now. It was, yeah. it was at Shindig as well, so there's all really? these like house kids going, what What's the fuck going is going on? This? And it's just like, ba 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 And him going, make some fucking noise! Really? I was like, what's going on? This is amazing. Um, what, what a fucking great DJ, you need to go and see him. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen. I saw Gabba. So many people, <laughs> so many people have seen him at festivals and stuff like that, and all these festivals. I've got a few by Cox. Got I've got my Gabba record. Well, I made, I made him sign it, and he was like, "Where the fuck have you got that from?" And it's got a map of the UK on the front, and then there's like little orange lines that come off it, and on the back it tells you oh, all, the, yeah. all the biggest raves in each city. Shire Horse, I always remember Shire Horse. And he was like, he was like, "What?" I took it to Shindig, and I was like, "Can you sign that for me?" And he was like, "What's that? How have you got this?" Carl Cox. What's that? Can I? Does it feel good to you? Can I feel it, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I remember, I remember the cover, and I remember because there was a there's a there was a gabba night in this pub, they called the Shire Horse in St Ives, and that was right on the bottom. I was just like, the Shire Horse, that's where that's there. <laughs> and apparently, it was just like this pub on a hill. Because <laughs> so you say the Shire Horse, and I think of the one that's like in the middle of Ersden, and it's like one of those. Like fucking big eat, beefy dad dinner ones where they've all got the same fucking dinners on and probably, stuff like that. Probably made it like a chin. That. A chin uh, yeah. yeah, that's a bad. We've already, we've already been through, we've already been through venues like that. Let's not yeah, let's, yeah. Not, let's not get down on venues again. No. So what sort of what sort of other festivals have you been to? I've done all the like the local ones. Um, did Burning Man as a performer or as a raver? Both. Both. Yeah. Um, You've been a bit of the big American Burning Man. No, the not. Is it called Burning Man or is it called? It's named after that horror film. Wicker Man. Wicker Man, sorry. The yeah, Wicker yeah, Man yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, okay. Went up there as a, as a performer. Um, Linda's Farn, obviously. Um, that, one in the, that one in the castle that they used to do. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's another local one. Yeah, we've, uh, we've I've played at one of those as well. Played They're amazing. Those ones that castle. Castle. Did some yeah. crazy fucking festival in, in Dumfries, which was like, it was called Dub Pirate or something like that, or Dub Squad or something like that, which was 
Like the the fucking it was all dubstep, but the lineup was like A list, and it just pissed it down. Oh no! And the police raided it, and they were like, well, "Don't tell them we're selling drink." <laughs> One of those ones where you, you buy your tokens. Yeah. Oh, and every to- oh, like a, every you buy a raffle ticket, and every raffle ticket wins a can of Foster's. Yeah, yeah. Warm. Well, exactly. Uh, like from someone's backpack. That was really We've good. Got a winner. Yeah. Um, but really now, I, the only thing I fucking religiously attend is not in Hill Carnival. I go every year. Yeah, what is it about? I've never been on Hill Carnival. What is it about the carnival? It's it's just like, it's just insane watching London be taken over by like, what is it, two, three million people in the streets yeah, at totally. the same time? It's like fucking six times the, what, five times this, the population of Newcastle and they're all pissed. <laughs> at the same time, listening to like, you know, you walk down one street and you've got Skibbity, Harry Shotter, fucking Fearless, Debt. Chasing status or whatever, and then you go around the corner and you've got Shy FX, Lily Allen, Skrillex. You go to the next street and it's fucking Mr. Jam and Professor Green, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. it's just all out, it's free, and every single street you walk down is just just music and people, and people openly smoking weed. Because, um, you know, obviously they drop the tolerance for so many fucking people being there. There's the best Jamaican food you could ever get on every street corner. Yeah, I bet like, the smells of walking past all oh, those mate, honestly, are amazing. Just like you walk past one, like one group of people, and then it smells of weed, and then you go around the corner, and there's just like some young lass, and she's got like a fucking thing, and she's like, ah, oh, jerk chicken and barbecued fucking corn, and oh, it's yeah. unreal. It's like, and then you just walk around the next corner, and you can go and watch toddler tea and fucking red light go back to back with SPMC on the mic, and you're like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. All for free as well. That's all for like free. Uh, yeah, you've made me want rice and pea in a can of old stripe. <laughs> uh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the way my well, brain is it. going. The, the only shit you can get is Ray and Nephew, Red Stripe, and like Appleton rum. Mm. Oh, I like Appleton rum. I like rum. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's yeah. a it's a good trick. The problem, the problem with Red Stripe is is that Red Stripe is sold in places where you should dance, and it's the one beer you should never drink if you're going out dancing. Why? Because it just makes us fart, man. I fucking love Red Stripe. Oh man, like Red, Red Stripe just makes me gassy, and like I, I I don't know, burping sort of is expected, but Red Stripe makes me fart. Like when you go <laughs> when you go to venues like World Headquarters, like, I love World Headquarters, and I love the little vibe in there, but they sell Red Stripe. And you're jigging around and dancing, and now that the smoking bands in play, the oh. place just smells of arse. It just sm- it just does, doesn't it? Like, yeah. and and re- I don't think red stripe helps. It's a good drink to sit down or stand around a barbecue with. I don't I, I don't think it's the sort of I don't I don't like raving on it. I just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with my guts. But no, no, <laughs> no, 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 does these days. Like everything makes ruined. me fucking whitey. I'm I'm a, I'm a white ruined bastard. Um, sweet. So. All, all of these festivals that you've done, like what sort of what sort of tunes do you like to catch at festivals? What sort of things do you like? To, or do you just catch whatever's there? I know when I go to Notting Hill, I normally just stick at the Shy FX stage because it's a nice mixture of like reggae, bashment, drum and bass, jungle, like old and new drum and bass. They do like a bit of fucking reggaeton. Shy just plays basically everything that falls under the the category sort of bass music. Yeah, if, if you like. Um, so I, I tend to stick there on the second day. The first day I'll walk around Norman Jay that has a stage, which is amazing. Um, I've watched, who did I watch? It was like Norman Jay and Nicky Blackmarket back to back, which is a very bizarre conversation. It is, very bizarre. But it was fucking amazing. And I was just like full of Appleton Run going, this is unreal. <laughs> so the first day you, I, like, I wander around and check out all the stages. Then the second day I'm like, right, shy stage, going here. And I stay there. And that, that's kind of where I stay. Um, yeah. Just cause I think I think it's the best stage there. To be fair, it's the most varied as well. 
Like the rinse stage is like grime. And I do like the rinse stage, but it gets fucking rowdy. That, that rinse point. FM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then like the one extra ones where it's all garage and R&B and things like that, I'm, I'm not too fussed about. I like to stick where the, the sort of the jungle is because you'll hear, you know, you'll hear some old school jungle, you'll hear some brand new drum and bass. I watch Chasing Status do a complete scar set. Oh, opened with Eastern Jam and then played an hour of scar. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, I, I want. I People were like, that. "Yeah, Chasing Status," and they just, dah, dah, dah. and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Oh, I'd have loved that. I love place went mental, man. People climbing the trees and everything. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and like that's just something that you don't get to see anywhere else. I don't. Yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been to festivals where people have played, people have dropped that one random tune that's like a completely out of genre from where they are. I think Casper did it one bang face. I can't remember what, I think he might have just like played Madness in the middle of his set and there was all these people like fucking wanting the dubstep, but as soon as the piano hit, they were just like, I love Wait. shit like that though. Yeah, it's the variety of life, isn't it? Yeah, and also something unexpected. When you go and see somebody and you know, you go, I know that they're going to play this and then they come out of nowhere with like a, yeah, like you were going to say Russ Abbott. Yeah, like I love shit like that. Yeah, that's just like grabs your attention, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, out of the blue, just slapped with something completely mental, and you're like, "What the fuck? This is amazing." Yeah, that's the cool. one random drops always mm. the, the the beauty, the beauty, the beauty of it all. What well, sound? Well, um, of all the times you've been out on festivals and 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 done all <coughs> the different variation, different various uh, missions and that, is there one tune that sort of stands out as a particular festival tune to you? So the reason I picked this is because when you sent me the questions, it says, what song, what was it, and what song makes you feel... What song puts you in the festival mood? Yes. Or puts you in the mood to Dance in the Sunshine? Yes, Dance in the Sunshine specifically. Do you remember when the Love Parade came and didn't come to Newcastle? Yes. <laughs> I remember so, it well. That's yeah. sort of what you remember, it, yeah. So loads of the local promoters took over Exhibition Park, and it was a fucking beautiful day, and we'd had a few pingers. Yes! Uh, we went down to the park and the first tune that we got there, uh, had a, I'm sure I had a bottle of cider or something, was D-like, Groovers in the Heart. Yeah. And f- ever since then, it always makes me think of standing in the sun, surrounded by loads of people who have gone, well, this party isn't happening, so we've made our own. Yeah. That, I remember that one at Lexi Park where everyone just get crushed the shit out of it. Like, yeah, and you had like Area 51 in one corner doing a yeah. drum and bass thing. And you had like, the little detox stand and yeah, the and trees was, I'm sure and there was like a that. reverb fucking tent and yeah. all that kind of shit and it yeah, just yeah it was mint crack it, mm. it, 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 it really was mint crack and do you know what when you sent the list in I had a quick look and I, when I saw this I was like do you know what it is I can remember this from pretty much every festival I've ever been to I can remember going to Bangface and seeing uh, the fucking Sunday afternoon disco when CFAX Acid Crew played disco in the pub all afternoon and just opened with this. And I remember little Zara and Hannah like dancing around to this. I remember it being played at Glastonbury. I remember it being blasted out at Glade. And it's like, it totally is one of those songs that I remember from every festival I've ever it's, been to. It's just a good record. Remember, Gav, good music never gets shit. You couldn't get that on a t-shirt sometimes, mate. <laughs> Swear, trademark, I swear to God, you need to start trademarking these things. Good music doesn't get shit. Shit music will never be good. I mean, I sat for fucking went through like all of the big tunes that have been played at like global gatherings and mm. things like that when I've been off my dial and all the rest of it. But I was like, mm, they're, they're all just drum and bass tunes. Yeah. And if you're not, if you weren't there, they don't really mean anything. Whereas Be Like Groove is in the heart of things. I think it means something to everybody as well. Speaks to Such a lot a of people. Tune. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's that mix of all the different styles. It's mm. in there. You've got the big vocal singing, and then you've got that like towards the end. You've got that slam and rhyme as well. It's just, it's mint. Great, it's mint. great record. Yeah, it is. It's a spawn record with an interesting video. That's um, a great video. Yeah, it it is that. It's the bodysuit. I remember the bodysuit. Very <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the slide whistle. <laughs> yeah. It took me fucking ages to pick this, but like I'm glad I did. When I when I when I settled on it, I was like, that's the fucking one. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. Agreed. Totally agreed. To the point where this is delayed. Groove is in the heart.
inside of me. Baby, you'll see that rhythm is a key. Hit, hit, wait it, wait it, can't think, quit it, quit it. Stomp on a sneak when I hear a funk blue, blue, play a pop pipe. Follow her, just shoot, baby, just sing about the groove. Sing it. That was one of those tunes that everyone can get down to. Addy, Addy can even kick his nana in the cunt to it. I would. Twice. Twice. There you go, it's because he loves you. He hit you the second time. That was delight. That was grooves in the heart. <laughs> like, so much love that he'll do it twice. And rather than causing more com- controversy and nice. talking about battering fucking geriatrics. Let's screw on and talk about shared discoveries. If it's nice, play it twice. If it's yeah. nice, play it twice. Exactly. <laughs> if it's nice, play it twice. You've always been a fan of a rewind, though. You like, you I like, do like a rewind. You like a rewind, don't you? Just, yeah. Just... I saw that controvers- controversy about the rewind at Boiler Shop, and I was like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, who doesn't like a rewind? Uh, there are people who we've spoke to on the podcast who've been like, you know what, I fucking hate rewind. What? In the right moment, I mean, obviously not every other track. If you go to like well, a big, we've told this story before, but serial killers rinsed us and fucking cleared yeah. when the we rolled fucking tarantula five times off the belt. It was just horrendous. like we were, I was just like, Gav, I'm done. Yeah. Just walk straight out the arena. Yeah. See, that's too much. Yeah. Like, that's when it gets too much. I've been to like jump big jump up fucking raves in like Birmingham or whatever, and like every three tracks there's a reload, and I'm like, oh, just you know, play just the set. It fucks the flow for me. Yeah. But you know if. If you're in like, if there's that one tune and the crowd just go fucking berserk, why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. Why not? I'm not averse to it happening. I just don't like the examples like you've just said, where every third tune gets pulled back in. Yeah, you, that, I think you build a, you build up and you just get into it, and they're like, oh god damn it, I've got to listen to the introduction. I think that's an ego thing more than a I'm loving the music thing. It's like my tunes are so sick that I'm just gonna pull them up no matter what the crowd reaction. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a pre-planned thing with MCs and stuff like that. I'm gonna play this track. We're gonna pull. This it is back. my new one. I'm gonna reload it, and they like if the crowd doesn't go for it, then I think it's you know it's not it shouldn't have been done. Like, if the crowd doesn't go for it and they're like they pull it up anyway you're like what, why have you pulled that up it didn't yeah. it was flat yeah. but if you you know if there's fucking say Scream does like a fucking two hour techno mix and in the middle he plays In For The Kill his remix that's getting an instant fucking reload yeah because yeah. the crowd will go bananas for it they'll like pop for it yeah yeah, yeah. We've got, I, I understand if you're going to get the pop from the crowd for it like that makes sense it's the multiple ones, the ones who the, the that guy who stands at the front and does that, like no yeah. matter what tune. Like, you, you, you're laughing hard so there, right? Fucking Dan Taylor, isn't it? For the, for the, <laughs> you see, I had Elliot in my head because he does that as well, doesn't he? But yeah, like sorry for the people who can't Shout see, as in anyone who can't fucking see, because we're the only three people in this room. That guy who stands at the front, like on his tiptoes, leaning over towards the deck, one finger in the air, just spinning it back like that. Asking for a reload time after time after time because he's had 12 Stellas. Mm-hmm. I think it's less is more with the rewind. And then when it does happen, it's special. Yeah, more effective. Yeah, without a doubt. But when it does happen, you're like, fuck me, that was a great moment. It's, it's like scoring It's like scoring direct from a corner. It's in James's pocket. <laughs> like, they can't do it. So when they do eventually do that one out of every fucking it. 20 corners, it's yeah, worth it's celebrating. Worth it. yeah. It's worth taking the punch accidentally from the guy in the crowd behind. Like, because he's fucking falling over and waving his arms out of it. Uh, section five is the part of the podcast where we talk about shared discoveries. <laughs> Moving 
Not oh. swiftly on. Absolutely no. nothing to do with rewinds, no. but let's go. No. <laughs> no. You watch me edit a rewind in there now. Speaking of rewinds. So section five. Section uh, five. Is, this, is the shared discovery section. So this is when we talk about anyone out there who you think deserves a little bit of extra love and that you'd like to play one of their tunes off to get uh, a bit more groove going. So is there anyone out there who you think the listeners should be listening to? Tyrone. Yeah. Fair crack. Uh, Tyrone, local lad. Uh, Metalheads? Metalheads, and just put out a thing on Guidance as well, which is ulterior motives. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, and doing big things in the world of drums and basses. Yes. Um, doing big things for the local scene from the world of drums and basses as well. Um, what is it about Tyrone's work that you like? Well, I mean, we've we've been like fucking... I was going to say Little and Large, or the Chuckle Brothers, or something like that, for, for, for a long time. Um, turbulence residents together both got into music through like into raves really through judgment day he's if you don't know he's a massive secret happy hardcore fan ah. i've just spoiled that for everybody oh <laughs> there you go secrets are coming out here yeah. um no we we've i was like oh my first fucking rave was judgment day resurrection he was like my fucking first rave was judgment day and i was like oh sick we used to like in the same room at the same one miraculously but not talking to each other yeah yeah um, I, met, I love those sort of circumstances when I you met find him. out you could have been pissing next to him in the <laughs> yeah. at one point I met him because I was the technician at Digital the, the light and sound technician at Digital for um, a few years uh, not long after it first opened and he was like an open, he was like new as the Turbulence resident and one of the fucking decks broke in the middle of his set and apparently, when he tells it, I just like wander up to the decks, casually unplug them, and I'm like, keep that one going, and just like swap the deck over, because that's what I did fucking six nights of the week. Yeah. But in his head, he was like, I was panicking, and apparently I was just like, just keep playing, and just fucking started unplugging stuff out in front of him. Um, and that's kind of how we got to know each other, really. <laughs> Are you terrorising him? Terrorising him during one of his first sets at Turbulence. Um, Apparently he'd been going to Turbulence as long as I had, but we'd never met. Um, and it was just like the same music we used to play. At one point, I basically quit my job so that me and him, we were doing five shows a week. Bloody hell. Like in the back rooms of student nights. So like student promoters were going, oh, main room, you've got all your pop and all the rest of it. Room two is drum and bass and dubstep with Ames and Tyrone. And so we were doing f five nights a week together. What, in town or all over in, the shop? Just in town. Yeah, yeah. We did... Um, Different residences Drove here up to there. Scotland and did some stuff together and just basically... He's he's my favourite DJ to MC to. Yes. Yeah. We've been doing it so long together, it's like, what are you playing next? All right, sound like this is good. I'm, I'm about that. Oh. And he'll be like, this is the new one from... Oh, okay, sick, kind of thing. Yeah. There's like... It's just... Chemistry. Yeah, it's just easy. I, lo I love MCing for him. He's yeah. just fucking easy to work with as an MC, and he's a fucking hell of a DJ. And he's finally getting like his tunes have always been really good, and it's the kind of drum and bass that I love MCing to anyway. Now, as I've got older, I can't do that double time fucking six hours on stage thing that I used to love as a kid. I was like more into a bit, bit more jump up, but still, you know, my my favorite sort of era was of drum and bass was like the Ed Rush and Optical Wormhole kind yeah. of era. Agreed. And Wormhole era is a good way of putting it. He makes like a fucking like a modernized version of that kind of era. He'd probably hate me for saying that, but it's dark, it's techy, it's steps. It's not like 
all good hashtag Teddy Rollers. Teddy Rollers. Spud will love it. Fuck Spud, uh, yes. Um, Shout out. Motion sickness. But Mr. Spud. Man of a million faces. <laughs> it's it's my favourite style of drum and bass currently. Yeah. That is, and he's making pretty much exactly the kind of stuff that I really enjoy currently emceeing to. Yeah. So it's nice that we've kind of gone through the whole thing because when we were mm. when we were doing turbulence together, there's a bit more pressure to kind of smash the fuck out of it. Yeah. Because you've got a thousand kids in the club. Yeah. But he Me and kids go Raj now play. But he would do that with that. You know, he'd still play. He might get Alien Girl in there, or he mm. might get fucking like Pac Man in there. Something like for us, yeah. Um, but without sort of he breaking never, that he, vibe. Yeah, he never went full jump up. He always yeah. did sort of kind of played stuff that we liked, and um, yeah, I just think if you haven't heard his tunes and the stuff that he's doing currently as a producer, because he's not DJing as much anymore, go and fucking listen to his stuff and buy his stuff. You've yeah. got to give up. You've got to pick up your brother, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Definitely. And like, like it's one of those things where when you've got someone that you bounce off really well and you're both on that same vibe like you're saying with him he makes the music that you like to MC do and you are already mates and that it just it makes it all natural and easy yeah. isn't it? like I, and when it's and when it's easy and when it's name it's just like me and him we can sit and have crack when there's no crack to be had yeah like just 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 from Fun. the US or the pair of us sitting with people having crack just comes naturally yeah it's what we do it's just that he DJs and you MC mm-hmm. it's good crack and on the not being able to do it for all night thing me it's just age Man, oh, I got to a it. I got to a certain age and I can't do a set bigger than an hour. It gives us heartburn. I can still manage like, more than an hour, but yeah. not not a lot longer. I used to be able to do four or five hours straight, and now I'm like, I need to go and have a fucking break. Yeah, man. So like, when they book two MCs, I'm like, I'll be on either side, but I'm not doing like four hours and then them. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. When you used to do the whole night, like, and you just you'd not snap all night and people would look at you and they're like where'd you get all your energy wouldn't from wouldn't even go and have a piss like, half the time yeah hard crew don't piss <laughs> <laughs> hard crew don't piss that's exactly the crack like um, cool so of the Tyrone tracks out there is there one that you in particular there's loads but I think like the most recent one that I think the most recent one that come out that fucking has basically been getting played by like I've seen it be played by loads of different people it's fucking it's brutal. It's st- stabs. It's not his yeah. most recent one. It's probably about six months old now, but it's out and you can go and buy it today and it's a fucking banger. Do you know where people can get it? I'm not putting you on the spot. Beatport. Uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, probably the, the official Metalhead site, Beatport, fucking Juno, all of, all of those places. Sweet. There and we'll I, go. I, believe, I believe it's on vinyl as well. Yeah, there we go. Well, what we'll do for everyone, as always, I'll pop a little something in the description for everyone. So we'll put a link so you can find out where Tyrone is. Um, we'll put a link to bits and pieces mm-hmm. that Ames is doing as well. Um, but for all the listeners out there, uh, this is a little bit of stabs uh, from all the way back last year, getting okay, 2008, 2018, so just last year. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think. Sweet, it's stabs.
Beyond the River podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave. You can find us on Twitter at on the rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash on the rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the rave, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, 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 it's good. oh, it's good. Gavin, guess what? What's that? Addy? We've got a new segment. Oh, we've only got a new segment for everyone. We've been dreaming up a way of being more interactive with everyone for the On the Way podcast. Apart from jizzing in your face. Well, apart from with obviously oh, audio jizz. Or apart from Addy's penchant for kicking nanas in the cunt. Which right is, in the cunt. For, right in the cunt. Right in the cunt. Um, so we're, in, we're introducing a brand new segment from this time out, um, and the new segment's going to be called Addy versus Gav. Addy versus Gav. That's a work in progress. I've it is a work in progress. Addy's going to come up with something loads better. But yeah, this is Addy versus Gav. And this is your midway point in the On The Rift podcast. Yeah, it, would be, it would be like a break if it wasn't going to be like a fucking massive kick in the face, really. Yeah, that's it. So what we're going to do, every time we do one of these shows, which as you know is once a fortnight, but every time we do one of these shows, we're going to be pinning a post to the very top of the Facebook page. On a Friday. With a musical battle on. So... Each time out, we're going to have a little topic, and we're going to decide on two tunes. Addy picks a tune, Gav picks a tune. You pick the winner, and then we'll play it next show. That's right, and then we'll play the tune on the next show, and we'll introduce the new battle. So what we want everyone to do is to pick, uh, and, and we've got, a, we've got a, a topic that came straight off of my head today. So what we're going to do is we're going to do tunes with South Park samples Ooh. in. Sure. I'm going to win. I win. Addy wins. Addy wins. He wins already. Right? Wins. So. Addy, what tune with a South Park sample are you going There's for? There's only one real tune that's going to win. That's loads, really. That's loads. There might be loads, but like the Prodigy album, there's only one best one. <laughs> right, And okay. in, in, in this world, in the world of tracks with South Park samples in, yeah. Cripple Fight is the winner. Oh, wow, the levels went mental there. I hope no one was like doing an SRS. It was an ASMR version of the podcast. Let's hope not. Uh, so I pick Droon, Cripple Fight. Right, okay. And to retort to your Droon, Cripple Fight, I'm going to delve into my bag of breakcore and pull out a track that just reminds me of Sun and Summer and all of the banter. Um, it's by a guy called Johnny Clash, and the track is called... Trustafarians, it's got that Ooh, sample. It's, nice. it's nice. It's got that one of your hippie sample, and it's just got it's got a bit of everything in there. But that for me, that's, well, you know, that's just it's good, but it's not right. Well, you know, what? I think we should just leave that. Well, maybe we should, should let the listeners decide. Then, Gavin, we should. So all of us can go to the post on the Facebook page. In the comments, you'll be able to see both of the videos. Listen yeah. to the videos, see which one you prefer, and then simply click on which one in the poll, and we will play the winner on the next episode. And if you've got an idea what tracks we should battle with mention it underneath we'll pick a good subject and we'll go at it toe to toe hashtag Addy versus Gav there we go so bang that in the comments and we'll get going um, but for now we will get back to our scheduled viewing 
Section six is the section of the podcast where I ask my friend to the left to set the scene. So I watched after after the Judgment Day comment, I was gonna pull it back to Judgment Day, but uh, this tune was never would never have been played at Judgment nah. Day apart from maybe no no because even. Even when LTJ Booker played Judgment Day that once, uh, I doubt that uh, he was playing this. LTJ Booker yes. played Judgment Day? Booker played Judgment Day. Oh, I, he was definitely booked for Judgment Day once. That's a very strange fucking Yeah, book. he was in the back room when Jussie was... Jussie booked the back room. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes Pick more Juss. sense. That makes uh, more sense. So, but, I'm not, but I'll, I'll pull back to uh, <laughs> a time where I first met Ames, just about, I think, uh, probably at some generic rave at the red rooms, sat and chatting at the back when the toilet, when the steps were at the front of it, when you used yeah, to come yeah. up the front of the bar. I remember chatting to you there. Is that you would, the day I had loads of ketamine? Probably. <laughs> you were stumbling around, bumbling about stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, I think that was the day I had loads of ketamine. So, a Ketty, Ketty Messi, Ames stumbled at the dance floor. Up the stairs, full of ket in there. No, I, did, I nearly fell down the stairs, yeah. and I had to be looked after. Oh, that sort of wonky. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you get to the dance floor. Stumble to the dance stumble floor. Stumble to the dance floor. <laughs> past, the, past the bar. Disapproving bar staff. Tutting and shaking their heads. You get to the dance floor. That ever ever wobbly dance floor. The DJ drops a tune. Are you hands in the air? Are you screw face down? This is another fucking tough question because hands in the air for me is like something... Big melodic, kind of thing. Mm. Right. I like a screw face more. You prefer a screw face. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this was really hard to pick for, and I was like, I think one of the questions is worded like a track that you played live, and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking pick one of mine because that I wouldn't want to hear that in a rave. Although you know, Geordie slang like this still does well. I played it a couple of weeks ago and people were like, fucking I'm there, this and yes. I like, genuinely... <laughs> I think we should put Jody Slang up on the website as well. Oh, no. Now that you know that you see it, it's definitely going up there. Yeah, like seven, eight years old now. Is, I regularly go back and watch the video. Oh, the videos. The, out, the outtakes. The outtakes is better than because the actual Because it was think, just, when we, having, when we were having crack, man, when I was recording it, just after I fucking select a column and recorded hit section. Yeah, yeah. And just... The words, man. I, like, I haven't heard someone say the word Doylem in ages. <laughs> it genuinely tickled us when I said that. I was like, Doylem. And I was like, ha! I had to stop and laugh because like the the words that don't get used as much, but sometimes when someone Proper, pulls one out, yeah. Proper that's when old school I, words. I love Doylem. I do love it. Just, yeah. But again, less is more. It's like a reload. Yeah. <laughs> Just occasionally at work, if somebody does something daft, I'm like, you fucking Doylem. Yeah. You're like, what? Um, <laughs> my favourite bit of that track was always the, the ev- everybody says, yeah, man. And I was just like, I, everyone says fucking yeah, yeah man, man in Newcastle. It's all ah, the shot. It makes us think of Brenda, because she just says it at uh, the end of every sentence. So I yeah started every sentence. Yeah, man, whenever it's yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> like, like at the front end of both sentences. Are you, Brenda? Brenda? You look like a lobster. Dreadlock Robster. Dreadlock Robster. Yeah, put off by that now. Yeah, so 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 you were saying like so are you one of these that does a bit of both? You would like if the big say the big piano riff comes in, you might be a bit hands in the air. Yeah, but you prefer the moment where you get to have the where I'm just like oh screw up the face and go fuck me that's that's sick bass face. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of shit I could could have chosen for this. Yeah, because you could have went either way. 
I, I, would, I did toy with choosing something a bit more modern. Have you heard Contact by Foreign Beggars? Uh, I'm not, I'm and not I, sure. I'm pretty sure Noisier produced it as well. Holy Possibly. fuck, the bass line on that is insane. Yeah. And whenever that plays, I'm like, just ridiculous. Like, that's one of those where I'm, I really want to just reach over and just, just spin it back. So that's one of the ones that you'll actually, you'll excuse one of the rewinds. Yeah, honestly, it needs, it needs, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's that well known of a track, but I, I, I just think it needs an instant re reload every time. But I thought obviously I'd gone for quite classic stuff and I thought original, uh, I mean, this one, you know, you get a hands in the air moment from the vocal. Yeah. If it's not played over, it's an instant fucking reload. And it's also, how old is it now? It's like 24 was, yeah, years or something old, this tune. Easy. Which is uh, fucking insane in itself. By 25 or 2019? 25 years old. Yeah. Which is fucking mental. And there's, it's probably, still... there's probably ravers out there that have played this a hundred times at parties and don't realise that they're like younger than this tune is. You know what I mean? It's just a... Bizarre, like bizarre how old and how fucking it still gets rinsed even in like the most forward-thinking fucking drum and bass raves where they play nothing but fucking meth just and noisier somebody will play this track yeah. or at least the vocal from it oh, even the, the, the vocal can sometimes just get the pop itself yeah yeah, yeah. Like the vocal can get the pop itself can't it and it i just thought i, I picked it because whenever i hear it, it i'm like that needs to that needs to be fucking reloaded the vocal makes you put your hands up, and when the fucking when the drums come in, you're like, still fucking does damage. Yeah, it's just it an does. unbelievably good fucking solid classic record, and I don't think, I don't think anything will beat it as the definitive jungle record. As the definitive jungle record. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those ones that's absolutely synonymous with the scene when it was mm -hmm. at its most sort of prevalent, maybe. Um, maybe a couple of maybe a couple of years later, it was a bit more well known. But this was already being rinsed for years before. Then. Absolutely, like, it's just so. just the fact that it still absolutely came to dance floor. Do you think it's the ultimate jungle karaoke song? <laughs> <sighs> Doesn't want to say yes, but knows it's true. I fucking sing along with it. If it comes on and I'm MC and I I will do the uh, you know I will fucking sing along with it and try and get the crowd to fucking sing with it as well and yeah, yeah. everybody knows the words whether oh, they're yeah. fucking 16 or like fucking 40 do you know what I mean everybody fucking knows the words yeah, and it. very I don't think everybody knows the words but everybody knows how it goes yeah because it's quite thick patois I'd love to hear some of the because he swaps from patois to cockney in the middle of the rhyme doesn't yeah he? yeah Actually, like, well, he's I'm not right. Jamaican. You are? He's not Jamaican either. No, no, he's a proper Cockney, isn't he? No, he's, I think he's Iranian. Apache? I yeah. I don't know. There we go. We'll find that out. I think so. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. But no, I, that's alright. I was, I was reading, like, he's started coming out to do festivals again over the last few years, and I can't remember where he's sure, We've seen him back this. I'm sure we saw side effects with Apache mm. at a very face. So. But also, Love Shy, one of my favourite fucking DJs in the world. Um, so yes, Shy FX original that man had to. I'm just surprised that it, we haven't had it chosen already. I was stunned to look back through all of the songs that we've played, and we've never played this one yet. You'd, you'd think uh, that it would. Jimmy be... Johnson hung your head in shame. Oh yeah, but he played. Um, he played Tyrone. No, he didn't play Tyrone. He played DJ Vern. Yeah, so oh, yeah, his, he fucking loves because that he loves a bit of squeeze. I said squeeze. Yeah, he likes. Squeeze. Oh right. He does like squeeze. That's another one of those big ones. But no original. Not us like. I can I can still remember being mortal doing it at Ravioki mm. at the King's Manor. Right, right. Um, when we did when we did Ravioki because when Don got in touch and he was like, I want you to I want you to do this one at Ravioki, and I was like, try, I'll try. But yeah, I, I like yeah, 
It's just one of those lines that everyone's everyone's had a go at. It's class. It's a class tune. Um, let's, uh, let's crack it on then. Yeah, yeah. So let us all know. Um, we want to know whether or not original nutter um, gives you the arms in the air or the screw face. Ames reckons it does a bit of both. Bit of both, definitely. Um, and what I'm going to say is, is this is definitely a member of the second drop club. That like <laughs> that sort of that era jungle where the first drop's poison. It's great. You love it. You're proper into it. But that second drop's just that little bit naughtier. And just that little bit fuller. And this is like one of the original purveyors of that naughty second drop. Like it's a phenomena that happened in, 90s, in the 90s jungle. It, it, it does exist. I'm going to write a book about it, I think. <laughs> like, I, I, reckon I, I reckon I could spin a whole book out. You know what I mean? A whole book out, out of the second drop. The second drop's the tits. And in this song, it particularly is the tits. So, um, for the arms in the air, screw face moment. Section 6 of the On The Wave podcast this time out. Ames has picked... Original Nutter by ShyFX and UK Apache. Let's go. One day, one day some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. No near man, the original Nutter. Turkey in a take check. UK Apache along the ShyFX. And when we come is murderation. All original gangsta man. Big in a jungle. We tell everybody, what you know, man? Me at the nutter, original man, my man, my man, nutter, original man, 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 nutter, original man, my man, my man, nutter, original man, 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 me at the nutter, me better than the bad boy, cause it's a fear. Lock up the gender where you can't sky water. In a one school, them can't make trouble maker. Better than the predator and the jumbonator. Better than the garden and the
Yo, you hear me? Shy fixy me some murderer. I kill up any DJ about the corner. Where we tell the women I'm a boy, man? First time, oh, I say, can't believe it was actually the first time. We've been going for nearly a year. That's the first time we've had shy effects and you, oh, you, you on Sower. Yeah, great label. All the way great back label. in 1994. Shout out Dave Stern. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet, let's section seven. Uh, section seven is the dedication section. Uh, so, is there anyone out there that you would like to play a track out for? Is there a story behind it, and what track would you like to play? So I dabbled in drum and bass, mainly listened to hardcore, and I was told I needed to come to this fucking rave called Turbulence at Newcastle Students' Union. Obviously, I'd already been to a Judgment Day at the same venue, so I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I was persuaded. I changed schools, and I ended up going to uh, Gossie High. And um, this bunch of reprobates were like, you need to come to this fucking rave. We go every single month. You need to come down. Uh, and dragged me to uh, Turbulence. Yeah. Which was, obviously, if you've been listening from the beginning of this podcast, it was the biggest drum and bass night in Newcastle for many, many years. Definitely. Went there and basically went to every, pretty much every single one ever since that day. For just Even when I went to fucking uni, I would travel back just for turbulence every month. Um, I missed one or two here and there, but never, ever missed one again. And so this is for that group of friends that I'm still friends with a lot of them now um, this is just for them basically this is a track that used to get played at Turbulence around about that time when drum and bass was still fucking dark and heavy and screw facey right. and you go in and bef before there was all bright lights and it was just like a strobe and some visuals <laughs> and the bass would fucking hit you at the bottom of the steps of the uni this tune when this tune come on We'd shake the fucking barriers and hug the speakers and fucking gurn our little tits off. <laughs> so it's it's very self-indulgent. It's still, to this day, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most brutal fucking bass lines in drum and bass that's ever been made. Um, and every time it comes on again, it's just just absolute fucking madness. And you'll when you listen to it, if you've not heard this track before, you'll fucking, you'll know. <laughs> you'll just know. It's got a very long intro. But when the bass hits, it has to be this remix as well. It has to be the Kamal and Rob Data remix. That's fine. I, I found the exact remix. And you're right, it, it takes a while to get going. But when it gets going, fuck me, does it go? When the, Yeah. When, <laughs> that fucking when that bass line comes in. It's a banger. I'm yeah. just... Blew me away. And um, still does. If, whenever I hear it in a rave, I just... I, hugged it. I normally jump on the DJ and be like, I can't believe you just played this. Yeah. I can't believe you just played this. Nobody fucking ever plays this. <laughs> It's just yeah yeah yeah. It's it's a proper tune we were listening to it just before. Yes. Um, 
So let's get it playing. So for the lads who dragged them to turbulence, um, Gossy Wreckheads. The Gossy Wreckheads. Is that what you called yourselves, or is that uh, just that's like what they? That's what they were already called, and then they were like, "Come with us." We're and you got indoctrinated into that little yeah, Gossy yeah. Wreckhead crew. Yeah. There you go. Um, shout out one time for the Gossy Wreckhead crew. Uh, this is faith, <laughs> this is possession by faith in chaos, and it's the Kamal and Rob Data remix. Fucking true. Let's go. Go! 
Sitting here chatting for some fucking time, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, chatting so in, in between in between things that you don't hear about, but that's been going on for yeah, a while. Yeah, like normally. Sorry. No, it's all right. normally these things take a couple of hours. This is getting a few. You get an MC on. That's, that's it. Yeah. Happens. Once you talk, it's fine. It's the talkers. We're all good. Um, speaking of all good, let's uh, roll swiftly into section eight, which is the bone of contention that is guilty pleasures. So, um, first off, what's your thoughts on guilty pleasures? Well. Just before you started pressing record, Addy was like, some people don't believe that there is one. I I mean, I'm going to get rinsed for my selection here. <laughs> You're going to get rinsed? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to be mocked relentlessly for picking this. Um, I think there are definitely guilty pleasures. I mean, you know, it's stuff that you like, but you probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that you like, but if you, if you don't want people to know that you like. Yeah, to a degree. So, I've, uh, you know, I've... I've I looked at loads of stuff that I listen to at home that I don't sort of ever sort of enthuse about to anybody. And I went for, I purposely went for like the cheesiest band that I will put on when I'm, you know, doing some fucking housework or like mm-hmm. something right, like that. That's, that's the thing. It's when you're doing housework or when you're about to go in the shower and you just pick the one random band and you, that's just like nothing like what anyone would ever expect you to put on. Yeah, and yeah. it's always like proper bands that have songs <laughs> like not dance mix it's a song yeah. so you're just like duh, 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 sing along a bit do the hoover <laughs> yeah that's pr- pr- yeah. yeah 
yeah, but that's what songs are for. That's what music's for, you know yeah. what I mean? Music is the spice of life, and the variety in music is the variety in life, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So, um, by way of guilty pleasures, then, you said that, that you think they do exist. Yeah. Um, have you got many? Yeah. Or, yeah, like, lot, lot, lots. Quite a lot. Do you think people would be, like, do you think people would think down of you if they knew you listened to this? No, I mean, uh, you know, it's just, like you said, it, it is just music, but I'm definitely going to get rinsed for this particular selection. Right. Um, at home, I do, surprisingly, I don't listen to a lot of fucking drum and bass or hardcore at home, unless I'm like in the mood. Mm. I listen to quite a lot of hip hop. I think that's very much like all DJs or like our dad hardly ever play hardcore or drum and bass home, in the yeah. house. Unless, again, if I'm in the mood and like, oh, but if I'm going out somewhere, I'm just like, yeah, sticks and yeah, and it's all it's never anything new. It's always like classic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Classic yeah. drum and bass or classic hardcore, and it's like, well, why don't we? fucking kick drums like this anymore <laughs> yeah exactly but if it's you know if I'm fucking pottering around on I don't know Photoshop or uploading something or doing housework mm. it's do you not have have you seen that YouTube channel Chill Hop I put that on as background music sometimes it's just really fucking it's not just like the lo-fi chilled out hip-hop yeah, stuff yeah one of those like, relax and study yeah the, yeah like, they're actually the, really the good the anime girl on the front cover leaning out of a window no, it's the whimsical. one with the raccoon man the one with the little raccoon okay it's, honestly it's dope and like they're all like un, unheard of or really small producers that have obviously this guy's like picked them up and put them on his huge YouTube channel and it streams 24 hours a day so I listen to that quite a lot. Do they not play a lot of royalty free stuff on there as well? I think so. Yeah. I don't I don't really sort of look into it much more than that because yeah. it streams twenty four hours a day mm. and you can just be like it's, it's better it's than having silence cool. on in the background, yeah. man. Silence like silence can break me. I hate the sound of a ticking clock, you know, and there's just the mm-hmm. like I just I can't have that. I'd rather have music playing in the back where you just press play on yeah. videos. No, like, I'm the same. like so even if you walk away from the player. The other day we came back and we were like watching a video of this woman in China who can do everything. There's nothing, she, she makes her own fucking honey. She like builds things, makes, she like, she, she does, she does fucking everything. It's, it's, it's weird. And we just discovered her by YouTube, just playing away, doing its own thing. And eventually that's like, that's where it comes to. And you get some interesting stuff, mm-hmm. but you do get those big lo-fi mixes, isn't that what they yeah, call it? Yeah, lo-fi yeah, mixes like, or, yeah, mix to, mix to study too. Mix to study, relax, work to, etc. Like they always put that in the stupid title. Yeah. Um, apart from that, uh, actually really like Jesse Ray's. Um, I don't know if you've heard about Jesse Ray's. I do not have a clue. I don't think I'm up. Am I, am I not up with the times? Um, she's kind of like a acoustic-y kind of weird pop almost, but quite dark. Like quite dark, swears a lot. Um, <laughs> okay. Billie Eilish. Yeah, I like a bit of Billie. Love a bit of Billie um, Eilish. Yeah, but yeah. Post Malone, bizarrely. The missus absolutely loves a bit of Post Malone. Love Post Malone. Um, He's fantastic. Like, did you see? Did you, did you see the Call of Duty advert? No. Oh, so they made a one. No, they made a Call of Duty advert where there's a guy, there's a guy pretending to sing Post Malone songs repeatedly in Call of Duty, but he's like, he's like, um, making friends with the crabs in the water, like doing different impressions of that pop star song, but it's all bits that I've cut of people having banter while they're playing on Call of Duty. Find it. It's fucking brilliant. It's three minutes of TL laughing because it's that it's that it's that funny. It's good crack. It's um, good crack. Lots of old nineties hip hop. You know, we turn yeah. fucking can't beat that. Like, I uh, don't think that's a guilty for me. That's not guilty. No, 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 no. Like, listen to the stuff in the background. Yeah, background yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wu Tang's a yeah, yeah. And then um, 
when you know the aforementioned glossy wreckheads, there's quite a lot of skateboarders uh, amongst them, and that you know that I quite liked in the sort of nineties as well. You know, a bit of Nirvana, a bit of Green Day. I used to watch a lot of fucking MTV um, yeah. when it was still played music, and you had Beavis and Butthead and stuff like yeah. that on. Um, so I do like pop punk quite a lot. Yeah, I, I used to go to get your skates on and like all the other fucking metal nights on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday. In, did in you just happen to play Tony Hawk's as well? Yeah, I loved Tony yeah. Hawk's. Yeah, and the music on too. that made a yeah. big impact on everyone. Yeah. Tony, yeah. Hawk, Tony, Tony Hawk's, Hawk's soundtrack. Tony Hawk's fucking... 2 introduced me to one of my favourite bands in the world, Bad Religion. Um, oh, yeah. Do you remember the Bad Religion tune on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's just there's some, like, between the Tony Hawk's tunes, man, they're fucking amazing. And that's, I think that's a big part of the pop, because you're about the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you would have been brought up with that, and Tony Hawk's was a big part of that early gaming experience when it comes to the PlayStation. And it stuck, didn't it? I had it on N six four. You had it. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, mine, mine was the big grey, the grey PlayStation. I'm sure. It was yeah, PS one. PlayStation one. PS one. Yeah, there you go. Big grey PlayStation. So um. So I chose the cheesiest one out of all of the pop punk that I will put on. Oh right, okay. The very very cheesiest. Not one. Not the well, cheesiest song, but the cheesiest. Like it's a band that yeah you wouldn't have thought. Well, it is a guilty pleasure. So it is definitely a guilty pleasure. If you're gonna go hard or go home. I have girls and they're like, you like these? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, well, I hold that. Is like a stretch or is it I will put up with this one song because I like this one song? No, I've got two of their albums. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's not, that's not hiding behind the no curtain. Stretching. No that's stretching. That's not hiding behind the curtain. That's wearing the t-shirt in bed. Um, <laughs> no, that's absolutely cool. Well, um, Also, Hayley Williams. There you go. You've just, you've just gave away what I was going to say. Yeah, so, I did. That's fine. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll let you introduce this one to everyone. So, Thanks. without any further ado, Ames, would you like to introduce your guilty pleasure track? It's Brick by Boring Brick by Paramore. Here we go.
Well, as uh, as guilty pleasures go, that um, <laughs> it's pretty horrific. Yeah, it's thanks. Do you know what? It's not it's not one that I would listen to, but I reckon the girlfriends of some of the listeners have probably enjoyed that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I tell you what, rather than drag it out, let's move swiftly on. Um, uh, and let's talk about goats. Let's not talk about Paramore anymore. No, let's, no just, let's not talk about that. Let's go to the opposite end. Yeah, let's move to the opposite end of the spectrum. From Ian's greatest of all time, Prodigy. Oh fuck me, that was quick. Straight in. Um, We're not messing around now. No, no, no absolutely no. not. There's, there's, there's nobody, nobody that can ever have the impact or do it like they can. Yeah, S- simple as that. Have you seen Prodigy before? Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple uh, times. What was it like seeing them live? Unfucking believable. Yeah. Like unreal. I think I cried the first time. Really? Yeah, my mates st- st- spiked me. And, uh, <laughs> what and I, sort of What sort of mate spikes someone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he spiked records. That's right. Shout out the records. So yeah, my mate spiked me, and I came up in the middle of Out of Space, and was just like, "This is the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened." Where was it? Was it at the arena? At the arena, yeah. Yeah, amazing sound. I, I, I never, I've never been, but I know people have spoke about how good it is at the arena. And uh, the Prodigy is one of the ones that I've never seen. Now I never get, will get a chance to see. Um, it's topical because of what happened with Keith. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Good crack though. It's another one where when that, like when that. Obviously, sort of went all over social media feeds and that. I just sat and played all of the Prodigy albums. Yeah, I think I, a, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably yeah. rediscovered that. A lot Prodigy. of people just sat for the day and just played Prodigy right, records. People, yeah, I just said at the wife, I was like, "That's all that's getting played." And I think it was like a couple of days actually. Yeah, I, I, I own everything they've done on vinyl. Mm. Yeah, that amazing. I can get my hands on anyway. All the albums, as many of the singles as I possibly can find, I have on vinyl and CD. Uh, and cassette. Wow. Yeah. Commitment. Yeah. And you've got, you've and socks. You've obviously got like a Prodigy collection, like my Labyrinth collection. Honestly, fucking, <laughs> fucking love the Prodigy. Was sat when I was. Well, it would have been nineteen ninety four. Do you remember Games Master TV show? Yeah. Yes. With so, Dominic Diamond. With Dominic Diamond. So they, there was not, a. Wasn't that Patrick? Moore. Patrick Moore was, Moore was there Games as well. Master, and then well, Dominic, Dominic Diamond. Diamond used to present. Oh yeah, he was the host guy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So there was a like a gaming magazine that came a lot that sort of at the same time that tied into the show called Games Master Magazine, which had all the cheats, remember, yeah. cheat which codes, which had all the fucking cheat codes, and all the, the reviews, and all that kind of shit. And uh, I basically, I went on holiday with my parents to fucking Turkey, I think. And I was watching MTV late at night when I should have been asleep. And I saw the video to Charlie by the Prodigy and was like, what the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. Um, and then the next issue of Games Master Magazine had like an advert for music for the Jilted Generation mm-hmm. with the face coming out of the metal. And I was like, that's the fucking band from that the video, video, from that vi- fucking insane video. And I was like, I need to go to Woolworths right now and buy this. And like made my mum go and buy it. Tumble so I would have been well. I would have been ten. <laughs> nice. And I bought music for the Jilted Generation and Experience on the same day, both ah, on cassette, and nice. was just like blown away by it. Did and you get a little kind of pop while you were there? <laughs> 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 Tiny kind of pop and an over overpriced pick and mix. Yeah, that's exactly that, that the things I remember. From old Woolworths, is a tiny kind of pop. Little tiny kind of pop. Like and by being able to buy records in there, like singles and stuff like that. Yeah. As well. Used to be able to buy the singles in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that Prodigy are just one of those bands that are synonymous with the rave scene. Um, My mum was like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" I mean, not in those <laughs> exact words. So, this but, is the future, mum. But like, experience <laughs> kind of tied into 
I mean, it sounded more like traditional dance music, whereas Jilted Generation was like a fucking journey to like a little 10-year-old kid going, what, like, what? Just, even the introduction of just, I've decided to take my music back underground, stop it falling into the wrong hands, and the typewriter, and it just kicks off, and you're like, what the fuck is this album? <laughs> From And it, it's out of all of their albums, I think it's the best one that's like a start-to-finish album. Well, that'll, that'll cause some controversy. Let them know yeah, whether know or not you agree with that yeah. in the comments I'm, I'm always experienced, but I'm old school like that. But as as you say, as a concept album, it is a proper concept album. Oh, yeah. start to... I mean, yeah. And don't get me one whether experience is just oh. like an unfucking believable record and multiple records on experience are unbelievable. But I think as a start to finish, I'm going to listen to this from 0000... To the very end of it, Jilted mm. is a better album. I thought I you think. were going to spit the number there. I thought you'd done it so many times <laughs> that you were going to go to fifty six point four four. Like, so, and it, yeah, it just blew my fucking mind. And then Hackers, the film came out, and I in nineteen ninety five, and I fucking loved that as well. And the entire soundtrack is music for the Jilted generation. Yeah, pretty much. I think there's some Chemical Brothers on there as well, but just the best to ever do it. Sweet. I think. Okay, and um, the best song from them to represent them. I didn't want to pick one of the anthems, so I've picked... They finished with it last time I saw them, and I was like, fuck me, I've never seen this live before, and it's their law. Right. It's pretty tune, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable record. Yeah, banging tune. Sweet. Well, uh, let's get it on. Let's play some Prodigy. Some more Prodigy. Probably probably, probably play more Prodigy than anything else. Maybe. I'm not surprised. At, at this no. point, probably. At this point, probably. Probably. Fair fucking dues. This is a prodigy, this is their law. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law.
Goat for section number nine of the podcast for Mr. Ames. Prodigy. Yeah. They're law. Yeah. And what a fucking tune. Yeah, they are. Like, are there bad prodigy tunes? I don't think. No. I don't think there's no. bad prodigy tunes. There's unheard prodigy tunes that people might think. Nah, they're class. Prodigy are mint, in my opinion, and uh, they've just come up over and over and over again on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just universally one of the most loved ones out there. But we are we are a rave podcast, and they are a rave band. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Probably one of the best known rave bands as well. One of the best ones out there. Um, we've come down to the very last section of the podcast and I just wanted to say thank you. It's been mm-hmm. lovely sitting and having a bit crack. It has um, been a lush evening. We've been, uh, we've been chatting for a bit longer than we thought we'd uh, have chatted for, but that's our read. It's, it's all good content, Gav. It it's all, all good content. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's what the listeners want. It's Smash that like want. button. It is. <laughs> You can't just download or like leave a comment on iTunes, as Addy said. If you like rate with five stars and write just, absolutely anything. anything, I'll write. I'll read out any old shit. Right. So you, you hit subscribe. Yeah. yeah. As long as you, as long as you click those buttons and just let, let and it. subscribe on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. We add just all up communally across everything to make the numbers sound good, man. We need those numbers to milk. You would do like. Yeah, we do. Spot on. Right, well, we've come to the end of the podcast and this is the moment when we talk about personal anthems. So, uh, how hard was this one to pick? It seemed like Prodigy was just like, boom, didn't really... That's the one. Yeah, no, I didn't didn't have to think about that very hard at all. Yeah. It had to be a Prodigy record. Was this more of a chin scratcher? Yeah. Um, Again, I can't remember what you actually wrote on 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 the questions... It's um, what, what would, you, would your WWF theme music be? See, that made it easier because it was like, what's your personal anthem? And I was like, oh, fuck. I don't really have a personal anthem. Again, I didn't want it to be a tune that I'd done. Other people have actually talked that perspective on it and they've mm. said, like, wasn't it Slipmat who was like, this is my personal anthem because, I don't know, oh, don't could call be me Mark. That. It could have been Mark. This is my personal anthem because this is the song that's most associated with me by people. That mm-hmm. uh, was his view of it. But you, did you look at it? I didn't want to do that. You didn't want to do it that way? No, I didn't want to. That that's why we're because not getting Jewish slang. That's exactly why you're not getting Jewish <laughs> yeah. slang. Because yeah. that's, that's what it would have had to have been. And that's, you know, it's fucking seven years old now. And I'm like, all I get at raves is, can you do Geordie slang? And I'm like, I'm not the one playing the music. I'm just shouting over the top of someone else playing the records. I don't 
pick the tunes. Surely you can squeeze in some Howie Man. Some, somebody actually <laughs> somebody actually said at Digital two weeks ago. They were like, "I will buy you a fucking bottle of brown ale if you can do at least like one verse from Geordie Slang over drum and bass." And I nearly nearly spat my own lungs out trying to do it because <laughs> Geordie Slang like this is 140 BPM and drum and bass is like 175 or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, I did it, and he was like, "There you go." And he bought me a bottle of brown ale. I was like. Fair enough. You worked for that brown ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also it's not just do, do Jordy Sloan. It was like, I'll give you a bottle of brown ale if you can do that. And I was like, challenge accepted. Yeah. Um, but I, it was the WWE comment that threw mm. it to this record. Yeah. I know I've, I know every single word to this record in the same way that I've, I've said earlier, I've memorized the Eric B and Rakim thing. Yeah. I, I memorized this one when I was a kid and I played it about two weeks ago and now it's special as my last tune. And I think just when the horns come in on the first as the introduction to that, it's a perfect WWE entrance fucking. Yeah, yeah, it is. Actually. It is nearly perfect. Actually, yeah. thinking about it now, it, if it was like your signature, if like, yeah, if you put it in a WWE context, you've got the money in the bank. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone's got the money in the bank and the champions laying beat and then down. The intro just and it plays straight out. Everyone would be like. Oh yeah, it's one of those ones that would get a huge pop. That wouldn't it? Pop. So that yeah. that's what threw it for me. Yeah, was was that last part, that last question? Mm. What if you know what would be your WWE fucking intro music? And I was like, it has to be this. And then when it does drop, it's rowdy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And you can play it to a deadest crowd, but everybody will go nuts to it. Mm. Yeah, or you can like, or you can really pull a crowd back with a hit like this. Yeah, as you well, can. can't you? Yeah, like it's a it's a it's a, clou- it's a crowd saver. It's a crowd saver. It's one of those. Like it never leaves tunes. my record bag, and I don't play hip hop. I very I rarely DJ, but I always play like ninety two, ninety four kind of hardcore if I do DJ. Yeah, maybe mix in a little bit of sort of new school breaks and stuff to, to kind of pad it out and, th- and things like that, and do something a little bit different. But I but this one lives at the front or the back. This this is just always in the bag. It's always in. It's there. always a keeper, just in case. And doesn't regularly get pulled out as a last tune, but if I've you know if I've had a couple of beers, I'm like fuck this, let's just play this as the no, last the tune. The nostalgia kicks in yeah, and it's yeah. coming on. I'm like fuck it, let's play it. You can just stop everything, power down the decks, and just put this on as your last tune, and then just be like, it's like it's, and a you DJ's, leave, it's a DJ's version of a mic drop, isn't it? Well, you just leave the crowd going. You know, you leave everybody going. This is a fucking tune. Yeah. As your last record, and I think with rapping, they always say that your first, the first line of your verse and the last line of your verse should be the most powerful. Because so, that's what people are always going to remember. Yeah. And same with the DJ set. I think your first and your last ones are two two of the most important records in your set. Because, again, pe- when you change from a one DJ to the next DJ and you come on with a big fucking opener, yeah. it kind of announces that you're here. And when mm-hmm. you finish, it's kind of like a, fuck you, do something better to the next DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a challenge to the next DJ. So like. if, if the DJ before you plays like some fucking huge tune is the last one, you're like, oh, yeah. shit, what am I going to do now? <laughs> We love doing that. Yeah, I we love did, doing we that. Did, actually, do well, you, I've you, seen so many DJs. It's like, oh no, you uh, the warm guys. You know, you, you just there to build the mood and everything. It's like, no, I'm here to smash it, and you've got to do better because you get paid like <laughs> fucking more money. So you'll, you do better than me. You'll particularly yeah, like love that. this. That at one bang face, the band Abba Gabba had to go on after us. And we kicked the shit out of the Queen Vic, and just Addy was just basically like, go on, try and try and do something after that, and we left Abba Gabba with such. Can I just ask what is Abba Gabba? Uh, exactly exa- what it sounds it's like. It's onomatopoeic, mate. It's like it's one seal. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> it's one seal, man. Uh, did I tell you I hate Abba? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you fond of Gabba? 
do like a bit of GABA. Uh, ABBA GABA is horrendous. Yeah. Oh, don't God. Google it on the way home. Don't anyone Google it. No, like, don't Mitchie will be loving it, though. Yeah, yeah. She loves a bit of ABBA GABA. Um, before I get out of my topic, have you got any of those records in your bag that never leave just in case? Oh, I, I don't know. For wh- when we were DJing in bars around town, there were certain things mm-hmm. that would, would be around... Uh, Gary, the Gary Bird experience, the Crown, is just just an amazing, amazing record, and wow. that never leaves the bag. It as soon as we found it, um, who who did we have? It was when Ed DMX was up, and he was just like he was flicking through Smig's records. He was like, "Yeah, you Gary Bird, the the Crown." <laughs> we were just like, "I've never heard that record in my life." And he put it on, and it's this twelve minute. Proto hip hop record, like it's like Rapper's Delight before Rapper's Delight, right? And oh, then wow. about seven minutes in, there's a Stevie Wonder because Stevie Wonder's um, produced the whole thing. And there's a Stevie Wonder like thing, uh, just verse about Black Power. <laughs> Halfway through, and it's just incredible, and it, it's on that long that you can put it on and go to the toilet. Amazing. <laughs> Never leaves the bag for that reason. That Class. sounds like something that Giovanni would have in his back pocket everywhere he goes, like. That all sort of nice. It's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful record. Ah well there you go, well there you go. <laughs> um, uh, With the added bonus of being a toilet break. Mm. Yeah, you got to have the one that's long enough to the toilet. You got you got to have that toilet break tracking. I can only think of rappers delighting. It's fifteen minutes. Mm. And then by that point, you know, when you're seven minutes into the the full version of rappers delight, you're like, oh, I'm sick of this now. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they fix it out. It's still what it's scared for. I'll be in the toilet. I'll have a shit in that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you can get to the toilet, get to the bar, and get back to the decks before it ends, yeah. man. Like before you can hear the pop and crack. Um. So yeah, the tune you picked one of those massive tunes, and you you were talking about MTV earlier, and I think it's one of those ones that was made by the MTV generation because it had that video that went with it that was just as equally yeah. as fucking rowdy as it was, and it was a big part of a big part of the song, but um. Maybe you've held off long enough and we should announce who it actually is. So, um, Ames, personal anthem? House of Pain, Jump Around. Yes. Nice. Boom. Uh, it's that, that's the, what's the, what, what was that bar? Revolution. Is it Revolution? No, yeah. what, like the nightclub? No. Well, the corner, yeah, Revolution. Was, no, it's not Revolution. That's not the one I mean. What was the big nightclub over that end of town where Jazzy Jeff played? Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. It's the sound. It's the sound of the last five minutes from Foundation to me. You know when you go to those um, school Monday, school yeah, Monday, yeah, school disco, school Monday, school yeah. disco Mondays, and you'd get to the last five minutes and it would go and it was like ah, uh, everyone's gonna leave soon, so you might have might as well have that last rowdy ass moment on the dance floor. Um, but what we'll do, we'll leave it up to everyone else. So um, for the personal anthem track. It, it's been mint sitting down having a bit of crap with you before the personal anthem track for Ames. This is House of Pain. Jump around. Let's go. 
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram that's my favourite one then where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh it's good. Oh, it's good. And there we have it. We've made it to the end of another podcast, Addy. Uh, that was really fun. Thank you very much, Ames, for coming Cheers, down Ames. and having a bit crack with us. Um, and as we were talking about during the show, you can catch Ames on Threshold with FM. Um, catch uh, him with the, the legendary Wesley Snips. Wesley the, Snips. The lobster. Yeah. Snips, snips, snips. He's always been thrown of a lobster. Lobster core. You know, I love lobster core. At the end of the day. He looked like a lobster. He looks like a lobster. Um, uh, it's been proper class getting to sit down and do an actual show in the house and not having technology fuck up everything. Yes, it, it was. Yeah. It has wonderful. And as I said earlier in the show and during the show, this show is entirely dedicated to Hollywood's our very first Big up, Ollie! And, and, we'll be... and we'll be back next time out with another one we'll because the since then we've picked up a second patron. Uh, so the next show will be fully dedicated to you. And yep. you never know, we might pick up even more, Eddie. Let's hope so. Now that more people want to join the front left. The front right massive. Front right massive. Front right massive. He doesn't even know he's on Front right massive. all night. Yeah, front right all right. You know it's all right. You know it's right. You know it's right at the front right. In any case, we've come to the end of another podcast and everybody knows what that means. It means that it's time for Addy to put on that big white jacket and delve into his huge test tube bag of scientific nonsense. And Addy, I understand that uh, you've picked a classic tonight. Yes, an absolute classic, massive sample from the mighty, mighty Turbo Negro you might have heard of it. It's by a Mr. Hellfish. It's called All My Friends Are Dead. Oh, there's few, few, few rave tunes as iconic as All My Friends Are Dead out there. Uh, and there is a trash version by Bam Wajira that you can find on YouTube if you want a quick giggle. But the good version, as Addy has always said. Mr. Hellfish, sir. Yeah. Of the, of the mighty, uh, I can't believe. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, now that's what I call Hellfish Volume 2. There we go. An early uh, reference of Butter Advert there. <laughs> you've referenced all sorts of shit on this podcast we can reference butter butter uh, definitely I love butter we don't buy butter I've got bad cholesterol we buy candle wax <laughs> <laughs> candle wax and on that absolutely devastating note it's time to just say to everyone thank you very much for listening and putting up with our nonsense I have been Gav I've been Addy and it is now time to officially say that we are off the rave good night Dead. All my friends are dead.
friends are dead. All my friends are dead. All my friends are dead. Yeah. 